Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked, loaded, ready to go. We have a loaded show for you guys today. Uh, we're going to be talking college football, Michigan, Michigan State, and the implications on their next couple big weeks of action, uh, getting ready for the Big Ten Championship and the college football playoff. We're going to be talking all that, kind of setting the stage, so to speak, as we get to the home stretch, um, we're also going to be talking Michigan basketball as the college football basketball or college football basketball. Wow, college basketball season has kicked off officially. Um, we're also going to be checking in on your Detroit Pistons as well and on the Cade Cunningham experience. We're also going to be talking some NFL news and notes, and then we're going to close out today's show reviewing AEW's full gear pay per view as well as previewing WWE Survivor Series. So two heads of different coins on that one because, wow. Um, but we'll get to it. But let's just jump right in, Mike. The, I think it's uh, I think college football is kind of dominating the sports world right now uh, as we kind of get down to the nitty-gritty, especially here in the state of Michigan. Um, I, I think we should talk about uh, Michigan first. They had a bigger win this week. They played Penn State. They go into Penn State. Penn State had their brought their quarterback back. I didn't know that Clifford was back. I think that's his name, right? It was Clifford? Yeah, Sean Clifford. Uh, yeah, I didn't know he was back healthy, which was big for the for the Nittany Lions. Uh, Michigan escapes with a win, twenty-one seventeen. Um, it was a it, it was a rough game to watch if you're a Michigan fan. They came out extremely flat. Um, and I and I have my issues, and which we'll kind of get into in a second. But they get the win regardless, mm-hmm. right? It's a big win for them. This is the yeah. big win for Harbaugh. It's a big win for this football team. It's a it's a win. It's a game that they easily could have lost mm-hmm. when it went to 17, 17 14 mm-hmm. after that strip sack. And I went, okay, here we go. And yeah. this is the this is where the wheels fall off. But credit to Harbaugh, Cade McNamara, getting the drive down. I mean, it obviously helps that Eric All just turned on the boosters. But either way. <laughs> Uh, they got it done, and they yeah. shut it down when they needed to. So talk to me about your impressions on this Michigan football team and their big win in, in Penn State. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, they did a phenomenal job late in the game, not yeah. early in the game. Early no. in the game, I was like, this is rough. But yeah. I will say, for how bad offensively they were, their yeah. defense was like, no, we're, we're not like Especially in the red zone, too. It was one of those yeah. things where, like, it was very much bend but don't break. It was. plays where it was like, you know. And, and what was frustrating me early on in that game was the long third down conversions. The thing that set me off more than anything for the whole first half was the fake punt. Because you call a timeout. <laughs> It's like, be ready for the fake punt, and you still allowed it to convert. And yeah. I went, come guys, I, like, come on, man. I was, I was like three words away from tweeting it. Yeah. And then it was like, I, I then posted it was, about it on Facebook. Then it was, was like three plays it. later. Yeah. I was like, no one's going to like care about yeah. this reference. Oh, uh, it was God, like too late. So frustrating. So then I deleted it. But yeah. I thought that was the funniest play of the first half was like, they called the timeout. They were like, guys, we're going for it. They're going to go for a fake punt. Like, and they to, still allowed it. back up, and, yeah. and then they oh, still fell for it. It's like, here's the thing. If they're going to punt it, let them punt it. They're giving the ball back to you. Yeah, I know. Um, so that was it. And then, Stupid. and then Penn state decided they were like, you know what? We're going to beat ourselves here. We're going to go for a fake field goal, no which was kidding. the worst fake field goal attempt I maybe have ever seen. It was terrible. I was like, there was nothing to it. I was like, I don't know why you'd want to throw it to your kicker yeah, to go yeah. run the ball. Didn't, didn't want to have a uh, tight end or yeah. skill position guy like, come out in the flats. No, yeah. no, no, no. We're going to throw it to our kicker. Like I, like I always go back to like the greatest fake field goal I can remember is that Seattle one against the Packers yeah. where he just like, he goes for the kick yeah. and the holder just goes, no, I'm taking it. Yeah. And it pulls up. And then the, the, I think yeah. it was like the tight end goes yeah. in the back of the end zone or yeah. whatever. Back up and tight no end. one was ready for yeah. that. Nobody was I there. I was like, Michigan wasn't even ready for this one. 
one. No, but it was such it's a just bad athlete. He just out athleted the kicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince, I think it was like Vincent, Vincent Gray. Gray yep. with, uh Dax Hill picked up the fumble. Yeah, was just like, no, I'm just better athlete. I'm just than a, a faster kicker. guy than you. Yeah, <laughs> just beat you out. But um, but yeah, no, those two plays were just so wild to mm-hmm. me. I was like, this is incredible. What's going on right now? Yeah. But the defense stepped up and did really really well. And then Michigan offense finally was like, hey, let's catch a beat here. And once they caught on their beat, I thought they had a couple really nice drives. Yeah, there was there was one play in particular. I believe it was on their first touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. It was a third and like 12 when they hit a screen pass into, into a blitz to yeah. Hassan Haskins. I went for a first down. I think they wound up scoring like a couple plays later yeah. on, a, on that skinny post. And I was like, that to me was the moment where I went, Ooh, that's this is different. Like this yeah. team, like because I was like in that moment, I'm like I was ready for a draw. I was ready for something stupid, and like they drew something up, anticipating yeah. the blitz, and they're like, and they got the first down. They wanted to score, and I was like, in, in so many ways, I feel like Haskins is such an MVP for this team. I mm-hmm. mean, he, he he carried the ball, I think, 27 times yesterday, 100 and some yards rushing. You know, like. He doesn't go down. He just no, he goes he straight forward, and he goes down. Like, yeah. on that four, fourth and two or whatever it was, he gets blown up. He spins out. He extends. I was like, he's this dude is just keeping yeah. him in the game. Um, yeah, that's one nice thing about this team that he yeah. has is guys like Blake Quorum, who I really like, and yeah. he's going to be here for at least one more year, if not yeah. two. Um He's good in space, yeah. But like going up through the tackles, he's not really there. Which I yeah. hope Donovan Edwards next year, yeah. is like. And we've seen flashes Haskins. of that. We've seen it, some flashes yeah. of that. Like because yeah. you'll have Blake Corm next year. I hope Donovan Edwards can take over the Haskins role, and then you yeah. still have that one-two punch next year, mm-hmm. which would be really great to have. Yeah. But Blake Corm as like your starting guy always kind of scares me because he always wants to do the. The he wants to bounce the, it outside. He wants to do the theoretic, like mm-hmm. fancy move mm-hmm. that never, that rarely works. Yeah. Where Hassan Haskins, like, I'm just gonna pound you forward yeah. for three yards. Yeah. And Haskins doesn't have breakaway speed, but he also never goes down on the first hit. Yeah, he's always he's always he's second, third so hit. consistent. And so, so consistent. it's so good to see. But yeah. um, which is always a nice way also to get your offense going when you can't get it going. You're like, we're just gonna get three yards to run. In the first quarter, Michigan had eight plays of offense. Yeah, including and then, two and, punts. They, and then we had time possession for like two minutes or yeah. something. And so the second it quarter, it was thirty three. Like, Six play or 36, 33 to eight offensive plays in the first quarter. Yeah, Penn State had thirty three plays and they only had scored three points. Yeah, that's, that's a, crazy, and that's me. how good Michigan's defense was. Yeah. Um, I think um, a notable guy like DJ Turner, mm-hmm. the corner. I think mm-hmm. he's like number five. Yeah, like he is such a good player. Mm-hmm. Like he got burnt on the last yeah. uh, touchdown, the two point conversion. Yeah. Um, it was a big tight end, and then yeah. it was a good out route by your star receiver. Who's gonna that one? I knew round. I was mad more about the coverage than I was anything because he was there. But I'm like, why not double? Everybody in the world knows yeah. where that ball's going. Yeah, like why I don't, would you not double? Team I know that I'm guy? not. I'm not blaming DJ. No, 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 I'm blaming because, Mike McDonald, the yeah. defensive coordinator, for not saying, okay, you got one on one. I go. What are you? Yeah. What are you single yeah. covering that like guy this, for? This guy's going to be like the Jerry Judy of this yeah. of this draft, where yeah. he's going to go. He's probably going to be the first second receiver taken. Yes, he's a first rounder easily, and you're like, oh, DJ Turner, you freshman or sophomore, yeah. whatever you are, go one on one. Here's the, the star thing: guy. if you're Michigan, you go, if they run it in, they run it in. Yeah, like that's like, yeah. but they can't beat us with this guy. They yeah. throw a wide receiver screen to the trip side, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like. Yeah, come on. So th- those yeah. two plays were annoying, but I don't really blame DJ Turner on I those. Either. I blame I the defensive either. coverage, like you said. Yeah. So, but I think he played really great. I think mm-hmm. he's a star. When you have uh, Will Johnson, the five star, coming next year yep. with him, mm-hmm. and they're both your corners. And next Vincent year. Gray is still there too. Yeah, I Vincent believe, Gray, I, I believe he's a junior, so yeah. I think he could leave. But uh, if he also I stays, think he should stay. I don't think he's done um, anything to be like, oh, you're yeah. top. If you, you know. have those three as your corners, mm-hmm. 
I think you're like looking good yeah. on the. Well, on Daxton Hill's playing a big role for this team too. I I firmly believe he's the second best safety in America right now, behind uh, the guy from Kyle Notre, Hamilton, yeah, in Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame yeah. yeah, he who is fantastic, by the way. But um, no, I think their defense playing well. I thought Hutchinson and Ojabo Babu. again. I also really like the interior pressure that they got. Now Penn State's offensive line is it's not very good, bad, yeah. but they in the interior. And I will give Mike McDonald some credit. They brought a couple of like safety blitzes on big third downs, I, that fourth down play to win the game. Basically, mm-hmm. they brought a blitz, and they just they were just they were like, "Listen, we're gonna send as many guys as you have, but we're going to anticipate the fact that you have no idea where we're coming from." Mm-hmm. And it worked multiple times in this football game. And I was like, you know what? If you're gonna force them, you're gonna force Clifford to beat you with his arm and make a perfect pass yeah. in man coverage under duress. And he wasn't able to do it pretty much all night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it. So yeah. David Ojabo yeah. has, um, what, nine, tw- nine sacks, I think 10 sacks, 10 sacks on the He's year. He's at 10 he had sacks. He forced fumble and, yesterday too. Yeah. He has, as 20, Hutchinson did. yeah, he has 27 tackles and 10 sacks. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, God dang. I'm like, yeah. Um, What's Hutchinson have? He's got to be close on that same uh, number, too, right? I mean, I think he has nine. I think at one point they showed the graphic. I think that Hutchinson had three sacks and a forced fumble, and Ojabo had two sacks and a forced – or vice versa, one of the two or something like that. Yeah, Hutchinson has 42 tackles and nine sacks. Yeah. 10.5 tackles for loss for Hutchinson with 10 for Dave Ojabo. Yeah. Um, Ojabo is only a junior, so – I think we were talking about this off air one yeah. day that I think like Hutchinson has to leave and he's yeah. gonna be a top ten pick. Yeah. I would love if Ojabo stayed for a year. Yeah, uh, the to be the star defensive end there. His but, stock is never gonna be higher yeah, than right now, and that's what sucks. Is and and honestly, here's the thing though. I I would be a little bit leery about taking Ojabo in the first round, not because I don't think the athletic traits are there or anything like that, but more of the fact that he is never on the field by himself. It, Hutchinson is. Hutchinson's mm-hmm. a three-down player for you. Mm-hmm. Ojabo is not currently. Ojabo still is not. Where, like, if sometimes Ojabo goes off the field and you put, you know, another DN there, you put you go heavier, right? You go heavy set on the run stop. Yeah. Hutchinson plays. That's why Hutchinson has more tackles is because Hutchinson plays all three downs where Ojabo has not done that yet, mm-hmm. right? So it's just an interesting kind of thing. It is. This is the first year, though, in a while. Even the last year, like Hutchinson broke his foot, so you didn't see him and Quiddy Pay enough together. Where you have legitimately, though, two ends that are creating pressure, and you almost can't go man on man with them. You almost have to devote a running back to stay <clears> in to block one of them yeah. and hope your tackles can hold up, which I think is so much different than what they've had in years past to play Ohio State. Where, like, even that year where they got maybe screwed on the spot. There was their secondary that was the the strong point. Mm-hmm. This year, it's the front seven with Josh Ross in there. You know, yeah. I think it's just you're playing a bit of a different strength there. Mm-hmm. You know, which I think is going to help you, especially when Ohio State's quarterback this year is not the most mobile. Stroud is not yeah. Justin Fields or you know Braxton Miller, name a guy, or JT Barrett, or right? Any yeah, any of those guys that were you know super fast. So it's just an interesting dynamic. Um, let's talk Spartans real fast. They come out big bounce back win. Uh, over Maryland, they kind of come out and just basically went, no, we're better than you, which was what we yeah, should have seen. Off, they were they were up like 14-0 or yeah. something. It was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, they kind of coasted after. I think at yeah. one point it was 28-14 at half, and it was like, this game's never going to get yeah. really that close, which was good. They needed to, they needed to bounce back. They came out. They looked strong. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker just continuing to add, you know, his, his, to his resume. What are the odds you think that he wins the Heisman? I don't um, think very good if they don't make the Final Four. 
Yeah, I, my problem is I don't really. There's no other guy who's just lighting it up right yeah. now. I think right so, now I think uh, Numbnuts from Alabama's the yeah Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean he. I mean he's phenomenal yeah. too. But um, he's already he's, got like 38 touchdown passes some years. Yeah. like that was like. Yeah, I mean, when you play um, New Mexico State, you put a fifty-nine. I guess it's not that hard, but still, good luck. Um, yeah, no, I think it's pretty high. I think yeah. this is your best chance in a long time to see mm-hmm. a running back win it. Yeah, like I mean, having five touchdowns gets number what are they seven Michigan mm-hmm. um, really helps your resume um, yeah. if you're looking directly at resumes there. So I think Kenneth Walker has a good chance to do it, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's it's basically it's like the MVP in the NFL now. It's basically a quarterback award yeah. unless. You break a record. Yeah, we had a little bit of a stretch there at one point where it was like Derrick Henry won it, Mark Ingram won it, but that was like such bucking yeah, a- Adrian, the trend. Adrian Peterson won it, and like yeah, right, right, yeah. And you're like, oh wow, yeah. Reggie Bush won it, but then it was like, okay, this is really a quarterback kind of thing. Yeah. Like I remember when Jabril was up for it, I go, there's a zero percent chance Jabril Peppers is winning it. Yeah. Like Charles Woodson had to be the greatest college football player of all time to win the Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's a bit of a different uh, stake. But let's talk more about the path now a little bit right we were talking about this off air um michigan plays maryland and then they play ohio state yes okay we, it's it's very simple you need to win out to even have a chance yeah um vice versa for the spartans you play at ohio state right mm-hmm. at ohio state in this upcoming week which is going to be a banger of a football game and then you're home against penn state so those are not easy games to end your schedule with Especially considering you've lost your margin of error. That's mm-hmm. why that Purdue loss was so big. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see this one kind of playing out in, mm-hmm. in a lot of – because there's so many variables we could talk about. We could spend a whole hour just talking about what what could happen here. What, yeah. How do you see this playing out? Um, is it still just going to wind up being Ohio State? Because I have that beaten dog syndrome in me a little bit where I just yeah. feel like Ohio State's just going to rise above at the end of it and somehow – squeak their way into being in the final four yeah knowing that they don't have any chance to beat georgia yeah or even alabama i don't maybe even alabama yeah i think um <laughs> depending on if they get there i think uh i think ohio state does win yeah. i think they beat michigan state yeah pretty convincingly okay it's, it's a home game yeah it is a home um, game it's a big game a big game spartans play up though spartans, spartans do, spartans play, do up. They play, play up they don't play down um, they play down hard but they yeah, don't they, 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 they play down hard jeez um, but no, I mean, I do think, I think, I think like the first half will be competitive yep. and then you'll just be like, kind of Oh, well, how State's just more talented at think, the end of the day. Do you day. think it's because they both do the one thing really well, which is the big play. Like Michigan State's six, just, you know, over the season has, you know, like eight or nine big plays, mm-hmm. whatever they did qualify as a big play. Right. Yeah. Ohio State's offense is all big plays. Yeah. Like even like the running back is averaging nine yards carry. Mm-hmm. Like even the crossing routes go for 13, 15 yards and you go, son of a bitch. Yeah. I just think Ohio State's. I don't think um, because Michigan State, the only really good defense they played this year is Michigan. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is that they haven't played the Ohio State. Even Penn State has a really good defense. Penn State has a fantastic defense. And they haven't, they haven't, game they haven't played them of, yet. So, like, the games they yeah. play is like Purdue, Maryland, Indiana. They haven't really, truly, to me, been tested offensively yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they've been. Te- I think they got tested defensively against Michigan, and they couldn't stop K. And they couldn't stop K. And they couldn't Kimura. stop. The Purdue, Purdue guy. guy, and now you're going against C.J. Stroud, Chris Olave, the other dude that's their new number one, really, yeah. uh, that just came back this week. I, I don't know their names because they're all dead to me. But point is, is that you've got like four weapons with Ohio State and that run game, and your secondary is not 
mm-hmm. nearly up to snuff. I'm really concerned for the Spartans, but they always play up in these games, yeah. so I don't know what to my, do. My, my problem with the Spartans is I think that they have stretches, and you saw yeah. against Michigan game where they just play really slow. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they, they go down, you know, they mm-hmm. start the game down 10-0 against Michigan. Yeah. Then at one point, you're down 16 to Michigan. Yeah. Against Ohio State, you're down 10, you're down 16, you're done. Yeah. Like, because yeah. Ohio State's not going to let you Yeah, Michigan settles for field goals, Ohio State doesn't. Yeah, Ohio State will score because they have Chris Olave and they have all those guys you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, Michigan doesn't really have – if Michigan had Ronnie Bell – yeah. I think it would be slightly different because at least you have, okay, here's your true number one that you yeah, can you go to. Yeah, you had a freshman had to play big roles for yeah, you. Yeah, you had a freshman score two touchdowns in Michigan to, yeah. like, have a have mm-hmm. a game there. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Olave is probably the best receiver in football, so yeah. in college football. So it's going to be tough for Michigan State. I think you're going to have a slow quarter. Like, a second quarter is going to yeah. be slow for you, and Michigan State is going to put 20 – or Ohio State is going to put 21. It's going to be – It's going to be really hard for them to rely solely on the run as much as they have – they're going to have to. Like, they're yeah. going to go in and want to run the ball. They're going to want to set the tone. They're going to want to maintain. They're going to want to keep possessions low, right? And they're going to try to bleed, 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 bleed. However, the one thing that they, they're the best at is their hurry-up. It's yeah. their no huddle. It's their quick games. That's what they got Michigan on a good chunk of that game where mm-hmm. you go, you know, you can't sub, can't do all the things, can't make adjustments. I'm just interested to see the game plan going in. I think it's going to be a close game um, early, and I just think that there's going to be one too many big plays for Michigan. They just go, ah, it's just not our day. Like, it yeah. kind of felt like that against Purdue a lot of Yeah, lot I, of I think it was like that for Purdue. Yeah. And that, not to that extent, but that's kind yeah. of how I feel like that game goes. Yeah. Is I think it's competitive yeah. in the first, first quarter, half, yeah. most of the first half, and then, like, that second half, you just go, oh, God, another 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. Of another big run. Right, it's right, just right. like, yeah. man, how are we going to slow these guys down? And, and our then, offense and their just – Yeah, because when you get away from the run – yeah. That's where you that's where you struggle. Like if you don't have some semblance of balance the way they're built mm-hmm. right now, it's very hard for Michigan State's offense to gel on a consistent basis where it's like we're going to make you beat beat me with your arm because we know Kenneth Walker, we're going to stack the box and we're going to play man on man defense against you and we're just going to put two high safeties up and go, "Here we go. Beat yeah. me." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's going to be an interesting take. Um from from you know, from the Michigan side, playing against Ohio State, I'm going to assume they beat Maryland, knock on wood. Um, if they don't, then, well, then there's nothing to talk about. But yeah. uh, against Ohio State, this is probably, since the spot game, their best chance of beating them. Um, mm-hmm. Give me a percentage. How are you feeling? I don't feel good going into this game. I was very upset with the way they played against Penn State in a lot of aspects of that mm-hmm. football game. As many of the good things they did right – I thought the offense, once again, looked like it did in the first half of the year where it looked stagnant at times, couldn't throw the ball, receivers aren't getting open, Kate's missing guys high. It was just not mm-hmm. overly impressed with the offense. As much as I love Haskins, at some point, you know, you had 50 yards in the first half running, and I'm like, you only have seven points up. That's not acceptable. And to start off the way they did against Penn State, you'd have been down 14 nothing against Penn, against Ohio State if you yeah. started that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard. I want to say I feel like they match up decently well, especially that I think Hutchinson and Ojabo have to be the best players in the field. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they're going to be able to get home in time to stop yeah. the crossing routes, to stop all – because that's what they're going to beat you on. It's speed and misdirection yeah. going across the field. Yeah, my I think um, I, I would take Ohio State pretty pretty convincingly in this one. Yeah. Um, 
I don't believe, even though I just talked about how much I like DJ Turner. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that secondary for Michigan is good enough this year. No. I think I think if we talk next year, you had a five star corner in Will Johnson. If Daxon Hill stayed and you had DJ Turner and stuff, yeah. And Chris Olave was gone and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you're like, well, how's it versus that secondary? I'd go. I'd feel much better next year. Yeah. If we're in this exact spot with a little more help. Yeah. But with what you have back there right now, I don't think. I think they're just going to go to a quick pass game, which takes Aiden Hutchinson and Ojabo out of the game. Yeah. And at that point, if you take those guys out of the game, it's basically over. I just, Defensively. Just, yeah. Crossing, crossing, crossing. And crossing, offensively, crossing. I think they can I think they can keep up to an extent. Yeah. But I think if they get behind, I think just like the Michigan State game where you had those last two drives, it's like go score on mm-hmm. these last two drives. Yeah. And they couldn't do it against Michigan State. Yeah. I think if they go down seven, ten points, I don't know if they have the offense. Right. To, okay, we're going to go pass only. Yeah. I think they, they're screwed. Th- yeah. It's kind of like Michigan State where I think if they go pass only. Actually, think I think if they go pass only, I think Michigan State has a better shot at it yeah. than Michigan does. Mm-hmm. But Michigan's more way more better and yeah. balanced than yeah. Michigan State is offensively. Right. So if it's competitive in the fourth quarter – I would yeah. see okay. Michigan can maybe pull yeah, us out. Michigan needs to just keep it close. Like, yes. well, actually, I think the game plan for the, the, Both. the, the is the same. They need to keep it close because that way they can maintain some semblance. They can keep running the football. Yeah, that's their best. That's their both their best attributes. Kenneth Walker is the best running back in the country, and you've got Saskins and Quorum will hopefully be back. Mm-hmm. Where you go, okay, we have two headed monster. We just need to continue to pound the ball. We need to make the easy reads for Cade. We need. The biggest problem that they had against Penn State is their first and second downs were terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, they get they get three yards on first down, okay, and then you have an incomplete pass. Now it's third and seven. That's mm-hmm. a third and long. Or okay, we're gonna run the ball. You lose two yards, and then we check down. So it's second. It's third and nine now, and you're like, dude, like we. I mean, you guys are killing yourselves with some of this play calling because you're not executing on the early downs in order to make third downs, third and twos, yeah. third and threes. You know where it's an easier mm-hmm. conversion rate. It was just. A little bit frustrating. Yeah, I, I mean, there are holes in Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State is nearly up to snuff with teams like like Alabama or Georgia. I think we've already seen Oregon take it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can probably beat Cincinnati, but at this point, you know, they're not doing anything to really help themselves. But yeah. um, same, it's just one of those things where it's like, you, you know the roadmap. It's just whether or not these guys are going to get it done. And I just yeah. don't know if they have it on that day, enough talent mm-hmm. to just – rise above it i guess yeah. i don't know i think it'd be huge for either team to do it if michigan state wins then they're rolling yeah. like that then the you know the world is their oyster if they lose their season's over basically for in, in all tense for, for the college yeah. football playoff oh I yeah mean, for yeah. the, for the yeah. playoff yeah yeah um yeah basically basically the michigan state ohio state game and then the michigan ohio state game are both playoff games yeah in the sense that whoever loses that game yeah You're is out. is not in the college football playoff right Right. Yep. That's basically what it comes down to. Yep. So yep. you basically Michigan has to win out and hope that Michigan State loses one of their next two games, mm-hmm. and then Ohio State just has to win out, and Michigan yeah. State just has to win out. Yeah. And then you know they play Wisconsin in the Big Ten game because somehow a three win, two Big Ten loss, Wisconsin still somehow going to play in the Big Ten title game because oh. that's how it works. See, we're going to make fun of that, but then there's going to be a scenario where like. Michigan State loses two games, but somehow, or Ohio State loses a game, but somehow gets there. We'll be like, oh, so they're like in the same boat. So then it's not as bad, but it's just such a hard discrepancy this year. It's just like, oh, 
gross. It's not normally like that. Usually yeah. the, the West has like one team that's like eleven and one. Yeah, it's and always like, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, that's always Wisconsin. Yeah. A couple years last year was like Northwestern. The year yeah. before that was like Minnesota. Right. Like they have that one year of wonder teams. Yeah. on that side, and they always go like twelve and zero for some reason. Just disgusting. Um, but yeah, this Just, year's not. Yeah, so. stupid. Anyway. Um, all right, let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's go to college basketball. Michigan tipping off. Uh, I think they're what two and zero. Are they now? Yeah, technically I mean, against garbage teams, but nonetheless, two and zero. Two and zero. Two and zero. I think wins. what are they six right now? Five, four, something six. like that. Six in the country. I'm gonna go with six. I'm yeah. gonna say six too. Um, uh, you know, starting off the year, the expectations could not be higher, right? You're expected to win the Big Ten. You're expected to go to the Final Four. You're, you are the team that everyone's looking at right now. I think in addition to Purdue and Purdue, some people have Purdue winning the Big Ten as well. Um, yeah. About you're looked at as a team that could end the Big Ten national championship drought. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's really where this Michigan team is. You have veteran leadership. You've got guys that have been there. Um, you've got two five stars. You had the number one recruiting class in the country this last year coming in for your program. Pressure's on Juwan Howard. You're in year three of this. Um, I think you kind of fell a little bit short of expectations considering you were number one seed last year, getting upset to UCLA, but we've already talked about that before. What, I mean, do you think these expectations are fair? Do you think that like it's, it's national championship or bust or, or, or final, I, I saw like final four, I guess, but yeah. whatever you want to say, um, is that, is that where the bar needs to be and anything else less that is a, is a failure? Yeah, I, that's where I would barring put it at. In, barring injury, obviously. Yeah, um, that's that's practically where I have it at. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not even too big on Big Ten no, titles I, yeah, or whatever. I like, I don't could care less yeah, about it. The Big Ten like, tournament, and everything else like that. Yeah. Like yippee skippy, couldn't care less. Like as long I mean, and I don't even care if you're necessarily a one seat either. Yeah. Like that, like all of that, like at this point, you're such a good team that yeah. I think it should be Final Four. Like yeah. you have the talent level to get to the Final Four. You have legitimate talent level, like five stars. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have two five-star guys there. Yeah. So I definitely think Final Four is where you should be at, mm-hmm. um, which is which makes it interesting because normally I enjoy watching, like, the regular season for yeah. Michigan basketball and, yeah. like, the Big Ten stuff because yeah. they're usually, like, Let's see what they are. kind of yeah. the what underdogs. Are yeah, what are they? Who are they? Like, yeah. the Beeline years were always fun because it was yeah. like, oh, you don't, don't know, you don't know yeah. but then they come shock you because they play really well and stuff. Yeah. This year you're like – Oh, they're just like the Alabama of college basketball. Yeah, they're, they're one of the Alabamas. Yeah, you, I think Gonzaga's you're a actually sexy pick. You've got all the star power. You've got all these guys thinking, "Oh, this guy's gonna win yeah. freshman of the year." Yeah, you this got guy like could be a top ten draft pick in the draft next year. Yeah, you got every scenario is this Michigan basketball team. Yeah, so it's actually not as fun to watch. Yeah, because now you have an expectation where it's like you just sit there with your hands crossed and you go, "Okay." Yeah, I better. I expect. Like, I expect I, you to play well. <laughs> I, I argue this with Kyle all the time. The I argue with the whale man. It's Kyle's like, yeah. he's like, why can't Michigan be that like Alabama and just dominate football every year? I go, but would that be really fun to watch? Like honest, like honestly though, like and, like if you had a twelve year stretch, you're just twelve yeah. and zero every single year, and oh. you know you're gonna win every single game almost. It's like it's almost like not fun to watch until you get to the final four or whatever. Yeah. Maybe I'm just like the only one that likes to watch like a team develop and get good. I, I like the journey, but I, then I'd also like the journey of like for that next ten years that that journey to pay off. Like if the Lions right now, right? Yeah. Like if the Lions like suck for the next two three years, but then all of a sudden like oh we're competing for the NFC North, we're making playoffs, we're winning playoff games, yeah. and you feel that trajectory, that's fine. But 
So no, no. And what you I'm saying what I mean? is like a lot of people have been like because like a lot of people when they start watching football was just like oh Alabama's really good so I'm gonna root for them or whatever. Oh, yeah, and like people. and like they've never seen Alabama bad like they right. were like in the 90s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they've only seen Nick Saban and like them really good. Yeah. So like I'm cool with like the I like the, like the. Yeah. Watching Michigan every year, going, all right, you don't know if they're going to go beat Ohio State this year. Right. But once they get over that hump, then they're going to be that team or whatever. It's been 10 years since they beat Ohio State. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, my God. But um, I was 16, to co- folks. Yeah, to college basketball, though, it's like the same thing where I'm like, I really liked going into those beeline years and being like, you're yeah. not the best team. No. So every game is like, I got to watch to see if you're going to yeah. come out and win this game. For sure. Because it's going to be a close battle game. Mm-hmm. This year, I go into just about every single Big Ten game going, Okay, so if you don't win this by ten, what are you doing? Yeah, and like it's not as and the Big Ten's in, pretty good still too. You yeah. have Ohio State that's that's I think is I think ranked a little bit too low, quite frankly. I don't think so. Really, I think like no. seventeen. I think that I think they're I think pretty they're damn good bad, basketball but. team. Um, I think Illinois is a team to watch out for Illinois as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm I'm gonna throw the Spartans in there just because Tom yeah. Izzo's Tom Izzo. Like yeah. no offense, but it's it just they're. The fact that they're not ranked, I think, is a little bit disrespectful. A little bit, just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Um, I know they played Kansas and they lost to them, but Kansas is number three team in the country. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the big. I, I'm excited for Big Ten play. I don't, you know, I think they play North Carolina here in a couple weeks. I yeah, think they is play their Saint, first, yeah, they play Saint. They play Saint Hall on Tuesday. Tuesday, this, yeah. Okay, so that'll like, be that'll be a nice yeah. first initial test. I know mm-hmm. North Carolina is like 19th in the country right now. That'll be a good like barometer to yeah. kind of see. All right, where are we at? You know, it is a bit of a tricky situation though going in with so many freshmen and new faces playing key roles. I mean, you lost a lot of people. And last year, it kind of came together for you, right? Mm-hmm. Brown played well. Mike Smith played well for you, right? They played meaningful minutes. You know, Eli Brooks really came into his own last year. Hunter Dickinson was a revelation as a freshman. So you had a lot of things go well for you last year. This year, similar situation where you're going to have two freshmen playing big-time minutes for you who are needing to be contributors immediately. You got the dude from Coastal Carolina or wherever the hell he came from. I don't know where he came from, but came you know, from Coastal is that where he came from? Um, you know, he's playing big minutes. He's starting for you right now. Uh, uh, Johns is going to play more minutes, and he's not necessarily an offensive threat. You know, you want to see the Dickinson improvement. It's just you got a lot of change um, in some big places. You know, mm-hmm. that I think it's going to be an interesting period for them when they get into Big Ten play is how do they handle those moments? Because that's what you always kind of see, right, in those big moments of. You know, in the in the in the college uh, bracket, where you kind of go, you know, do these freshmen live up? You know, can they handle that pressure? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like Gonzaga doesn't have usually a whole bunch of freshmen playing mm-hmm. for them. It's juniors, seniors. Yeah. You know, like these kids that are like, I'm, I'm going to go be an accountant, but first I'm going to go win a national <laughs> championship. You know what I mean? For the yeah. most part. Yeah. So it's it's two different types of style of play. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's an interesting kind of dynamic. Um, uh, real quick on the Spartans too. What, what do you think their ceiling is? I mean, they're kind of in a rebuilding mode, you know, for the last couple of years. They've, you know, they've had some signature wins. They beat Michigan last year, you know, at one point, all that good stuff. But is it just kind of like it's it, the Spartans or Izzo? You can't ever count them out. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I think it, it's almost like roles are reversed. Where I think, yeah, uh, Michigan this year is where Michigan State was the last like ten years. Yeah. I feel like no where kidding. it's like okay, so you're the team that's supposed to go win it all. Yeah, and then. Michigan State this year is like Michigan with Beeline, mm-hmm. where it's like, I guess we don't really know what you are, right. but I think they're still going to be a really yeah. good team. I think they're going to be like the try-hard team 
that maybe doesn't win the Big Ten regular season title, I wouldn't be shocked if they win like the tournament. The tournament yeah. because the pull beeline where yeah, you're, like, you're the four seed, you know, somehow you beat the top two seeds to, to, to win get it. in, yeah. and then and then I think they make the tournament, probably win the first round, maybe two, yeah, and then you're kind of out in the round of 32, Sweet 16, if you yeah. you know play really up to your competition, right? But they don't really, especially in the Big Ten. Yeah. I looked at like a ranking list. I think the top like they don't have any of the top like. 20 players mm-hmm. in the Big Ten are on their team. Yeah. Like, well, I think Michigan's got Cassius two. Cassius Winston being gone sucks. Yeah. I does. mean, that's, that was their team. That was their right? team. I mean, Cassius yeah. Winston. Uh, but, like, you know, like, Michigan had, like, Caleb Houston, Hunter Dickinson, Co- uh, uh, Cody Cockburn from Illinois was up there. They had, he's like, three. The, yeah. They had three I think uh, he's Purdue the number, guys. I think he's the leader to be Big Ten Player of the Year is yeah, the guy is. from Illinois. So. Um, they have three Purdue guys up there, but then you and you had like EJ uh, Liddell from Ohio State mm-hmm. was up there, but mm-hmm. you didn't really have any Michigan State guys up there. Yeah. So Michigan State's a lot of like you don't really know who they are, a, a lot, lot of development. development but yeah. I think with Tom Izzo, I think good things can happen, but their ceilings are very high. This college year. basketball is one of the few sports you watch where you can actively see good coaching, and you go, yes. you are, these kids are playing up." to yeah. the way they've been coached. And there's a definite game plan that these kids are sticking towards. Like mm-hmm. Beeline was so good at that of getting these kids ready to go. Right. And, and for big moments where you go, we have no business being in some of these basketball games, but because of the coaching and the game plan and the, and, and what they've done throughout the year, you can see that they're playing up and accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. That's what I always say. Um, real quick, let's shift. Let's talk Pistons real fast. Um, Kate Cunningham, you know, I, li- I like to do these check-ins just with him because we haven't had a first overall pick in a hot minute. Now we're going to with the Lions this year probably, but, um, you know, this last game against Toronto, I-, I-, I wanted to make note of it because I think we saw the first real flashes of what we were seeing pre-draft process, right? We saw the crossovers. We saw clutch shots. We saw him with the basketball in, in big-time minutes to end the game making shots, making plays for you. Thoughts on early returns from Cade. You know, the shooting hasn't been there always, but it's 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 ticking back up, mm-hmm. right, into an, a respectable percentage level. Um, thoughts on where they're at. Coming off a of bad loss against Cleveland, I was really happy to see them bounce back and beat a – not a good Toronto team, but the fact that they came out and took yeah. care of business. Yeah, no, I think this Pistons team, this is more – of what I thought they looked like yeah. from game one. Yeah. Obviously, you didn't have Cade for like four games. Yeah. So you couldn't be that. But um, yeah, Cade, Cade is looking. Cade, this is exactly why you picked Cade Not over Jalen Green. Green yeah. Is because Jalen Green gets you the points. Like when they matched up on Tuesday, yep. I think Jalen Green scored like six more points than Kate did, mm-hmm. but Kate also had three more assists, four more rebounds, right. an extra steal. Right. And just you saw his defense there where it was like he's not just scoring. Yep. He's doing like everything plus having to score. Yeah. So uh I like what I'm seeing from Cade. Killian had his first like I would say good game yep. in a while. He had yep. ten points, ten assists and seven rebounds. And I that's what like, you need. And I was like that's like exactly the number that I think he'll stay at forever is mm. 10, 10, and 7 yeah. or whatever. It's like exactly what I think Killian Hayes is. And then you had Jeremy gonna, Grant. And we're going to have our playoff Rondo, but it's going to be playoff Hayes where he's going to come out and he's going to have those 19 <laughs> points game where you go, where the hell did this come? Because Rondo yeah. can't shoot. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he can't do anything. Yeah, but all like, of a sudden, He's like what Rondo is. Yeah, is, right? Is, or you're just going to facilitate for the other big three guys yeah. that he's got. Uh, anyway, continue. Yeah, and then uh, you got Shadik and Jeremy Grant doing their thing. Yeah. So Jeremy Grant has shot abysmal this first 
couple weeks of yeah. the season. He is that, not that's loved. one thing too. Watching it's yeah. it sucks watching Cade like hit guys wide open and they're, and they're not just clanking shots. their shots. Oh, I know it's been rough. I, like he has uh, Jeremy Grant is I think I think long term the biggest beneficiary of Cade being here is Jeremy Grant because yeah. Jeremy Grant no longer has to be the primary option, mm-hmm. and that is going to be huge because then it's like okay maybe you don't need to take twenty eight shots a game. Maybe yeah. you can cut down to twenty. You know, and hit you know eleven. You know, like let's you know let's yeah. let's be a little more efficient with the basketball, and let's not force fadeaway shots. They have no business shooting. Like mm-hmm. you know, let's be a little bit smarter with the basketball. Um, yeah, no, I think this this last weekend was a perfect microcosm of what this Pistons team is. You lose against a crappy Cleveland team, badly, not even really competitively. Yeah. Well, Cleveland's then, actually not awful. You know, I don't, whatever. They're like the three seed right now, the twelve game. So, okay. Um, uh, but then they uh, and then they play you know a Toronto team that's clearly going through that rebuild process as well, yeah. right? They've yet they've yet to fully commit, but it's gonna happen eventually yeah. here. Um, yeah, they're the they're the Pistons with Blake Griffin and them, yeah, where they're, they're right. like, they got past the yeah, we have <laughs> <laughs> still here. Yeah, right yeah. we signed Fred Van Fleet stupidly for a million dollar for a whole bunch of money that we didn't need to. But yeah. anyway, so it was good to see. Um, you know, those are the games I'm going to be paying attention to more than anything else. When we play the Lakers, yeah, that's a sexy matchup, right? Because it's the Lakers. But if they don't win, I go, oh, I'm not shocked. It's the games against Cleveland's. It's against the Houston's, against the Toronto's, against the Magic. Those are the games that we really have to focus on. Be like, you need to be winning a lot more of these games mm-hmm. down the stretch, you know? So yeah. it's an interesting time for sure. All right, let's talk NFL. Um, I'm not talking Lions today in particular because what the hell is there to talk about coming off a of bye? Whatever. By the time you guys hear this, they probably lost uh, Mason Rudolph and he had the game of his life. Um, but I digress. Uh <laughs> I do want to talk about the. I guess the big news coming out of you know we talked about the trade deadline last week. Yeah. Um, and how we, nothing happened. Except yeah. Von nothing, Miller moved. Yeah. Von Miller went to the Rams. And speaking of the Rams, um, <laughs> Odell gets released. I kind of tried to make my argument for the Lions to sign him. Clearly, didn't happen. They did sign Josh Reynolds. They did. So, Jared Goff called Jared, him and yeah. said, "We get you. We get you yet. Get you yet." Yeah. And he's like, "We're working on it." I go, "What do they got to work on? They're going to give you twelve dollars a ham sandwich. <laughs> no, come play. Don't even." Um, but uh, hopefully, maybe, I don't sure, why not? But uh, Odell is now officially a Ram. It was kind of apparently between him, them and the Packers. Uh, the, the Chiefs, they said, were in it at one point. And I go, why, what? It, yeah. Where does he fit into that offense? He's not a speedster anymore. He's yeah. a... They need a no. See no. Here's where he fits in this. The Chiefs need a possession guy. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, because they had all they, they had, had is speed. They they realized that their speed and space was good for like three years. Yeah, and then they realized, oh, we need because like you watch you know the they Super need Bowl? is a good route runner. Yeah, they need somebody who can and that's Odell. Beat coverage. Yeah. Odell can yeah. run beat good coverage. routes and catches like anything. So yeah. like that's exactly what they actually need on that yeah. team. It's just one guy who can go. Let me throw this to you and go beat a guy. Because he was like he's like Mahomes can't play no more. So. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> I know. I'm just giving him shit because he's gonna come back next year and throw a gajillion touchdowns, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, yeah, that's tough, guys." The, the problem is they're gonna like win a Super Bowl this year. And I know go, they're gonna that? they're gonna limp in. They're gonna be ten and seven, six seven seed in the wild card, and they're gonna go on the road like Tampa did last year and beat everybody and have a rematch against Tampa and win. And everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, it's so oh, good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah, it's so good." Um, don't even. I don't put that into existence. It's terrible. But anyway. Uh, Odell's a Ram, and then everyone's like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, look at the Rams. They got all they got. They got Cooper Cup. They got Tyler Higby. They got Odell Beckham, and they got Robert Woods. And on the defense, they got 
and then Robert Woods blows his ACL. And so now you just basically did a swapsies for yep. Robert Woods for Odell. Um, talking about the Rams, we've talked about the Rams more on this show than I think we've ever talked about the Rams ever and any other show in history outside of in Los Angeles. And um, even then, maybe. Yeah, they, maybe not. They might like the Chargers there. We don't yeah. know. Actually, no, the char- no char- there's no, no, Chargers, no Chargers fans. fans. There's like 12 of them. <laughs> Herbert's over here like, I'm leaving immediately as soon yeah. as I can. He's like, um, we play six. We play 17 road games now instead of 16? God dang, that's No 12. kidding. Um, is this – I mean, the Rams are already obviously all in. When you make a trade for Von Miller, you make a trade for Stafford, you're giving away a whole bunch of picks, blah, 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 blah. They're in. Yeah. I don't think the Odell thing – necessarily changes that barometer necessarily now especially because robert woods goes out it's like oh well clearly somebody was thinking ahead of time kind of thing right um i don't think it necessarily does anything i don't even think it does anything for me from a hierarchy standpoint in the nfc right now even i think it's they're the same i i don't i didn't look at odell as an addition like as a number three receiver i'm like he's not going to be that it's just not how it's going to work so I think Cup is clearly the number one guy. I think Odell can come in and make big plays for them, no doubt. But at the end of the day, it's all going to rely upon two things, whether or not they can, A, stop people because they seem to be having a problem doing that defensively sometimes, and then, B, is it what version of Matthew Stafford shows up? If the game against Tennessee where he has back-to-back plays where I go, what the hell are you doing? Or you're going to see the games where he plays against Tampa where he throws for five touchdowns. Yeah. It, it's whatever you Matt know, Stafford we're going to see. That Tennessee game was terrifying for a Rams fan. I was like you – know, Their offensive line got destroyed. Their, their yeah. offensive and defensive lines, respectively, they got beat in the trenches so badly yeah. by Tennessee. It was disgusting. And, but that, that, the crazy thing to me is I don't, even, I, don't, I don't look at Tennessee as like a great defense either. No. And I was like, how are you getting decimated because by they a sent they, Interior pressure. That's all they did. Oh, my interior God. Interior pressure. They went, we got to get him off the spot. Yeah. And he couldn't step up. Oh and God. it was like – because you know how McVay's offense is. It's all downfield yeah. shit. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to sh- wait for shit to develop. Yeah. Their guards and center played their worst game of the season against yeah. Tennessee. It was. I watched the first half, and I went, they can't do anything. They can't run the ball. They're getting no push up front. And they they were weeding on one – it would look like Michigan versus Penn State yesterday, defensive line-wise, mm-hmm. because it was like your tackles couldn't handle these subpar pass rushers one-on-one, and I'm like, what the hell are you going to do the next time you play Tampa? Well, and my worry, so I was looking, yeah. and I have to pull it up. Cause it's, yeah, it's it was not it was not good. Um, the Rams, let's see, what day did they, oh, they play on Monday. So, they're, yeah, their yeah, upcoming play, they play schedule, the though, I was like, they, they have Niners, Packers, yeah. Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens, 49ers mm-hmm. of, like, their next games. And I went, you're hitting your brutal part of their schedule right after a Tennessee game where they just dismantled you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you can't feel great when you're no. going up against I think Joey I th- Bosa, yeah. Kenny Clark, you know, I think whoever Seattle has. The, you're going to see know. the next four games. You're going to see what team this is. If yeah. they go out and they go 3-1, and one, you go, okay. Yeah, you know, if they go one and three, you go. Mm, there we go. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I and I, I don't think I, that I think two and two is exactly. Right. Yeah, but I, th- yeah. I think they beat the Niners. I think I think they beat the Niners, and they do play the Jags in there. So I think they can beat the Packers too. Quite frankly, I mean, I would like who, to who, say that. Who knows Green Bay better than Stafford? I would agree with that. You but know? I've watched Aaron Rodgers fall out. And I, I, I I don't disagree with that, but I've also seen Stafford pick apart this Packers, this exact Packers defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With the corpse of Kenny Galladay running out there, you know, so I'm interested to see, you know, what happens there. I, I am not nearly as afraid of the, the Green Bay Packers as some other people are apparently for whatever reason, because history is shown that they're always a good team in the regular season. But when it comes to nut cutting time, 
they yeah. always fall short. Yeah, I'm um, terrified of the Packers. I am not. I'm and not the thing, all. you know, and the thing that terrified me about the Packers was the Arizona game. Yeah. When you were down literally everybody, and yeah. somehow you were still able to pull it out. I yeah. said that's just insane. I just what for, you were able for, to do for there. me, I look at it and I go, you know, because who they play last week and they lost to the. Who they lose to last Chiefs. week? The Chiefs lost the Chiefs. But that was with no, 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 no. I know, I know. I'm not saying so that. Saying. That's not what I'm trying to say. But yeah. I was just trying to ask. But um, for me, though, once again, it comes down to it's it's it's. I think it's a flaw in design in their roster. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's a hundred thousand percent on Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, it is. And it when shit isn't flowing, it feels like it gets stagnant. Like mm-hmm. in that Tampa game, you felt until the fourth quarter, it, they couldn't do anything offensively. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm waiting for that. Like I thought Rodgers would come out like a bat out of hell this year. And I don't th- he's he looks like Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but not Aaron Rodgers on a fucking mission. Is, see, you see what I'm saying? I, I think the problem to that point yeah. is he won the MVP last year. Yeah. So everyone's like, he doesn't look as good as his MVP no, no, no. forty-eight I'm, touchdowns. I'm not talking about last year. I'm just talking about. In, I think he looks like Aaron Rodgers. I didn't. I'm not expecting him to throw a gajillion touchdowns, but I haven't seen him go out. I haven't seen them go out there and just fucking decimate somebody yet. Like they were down to Detroit in the first half, in week two, in the home opener. You get blown up by New Orleans. I, I mean, the Arizona game is the one game where you can go and say, "Damn, that was impressive." You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I look at uh, like who else they played? Chicago. Yeah, they played. Let's see, they they played the Saints, Lions, 49ers, Which that Forty Nine er game was weird. There were a lot of weird penalties mm-hmm. in that game that like yeah. cost both teams. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, Steelers they decimated pretty well. Mm-hmm. The Bengals was like nineteen missed field goals. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, right. Um, Bears, Washington, Cardinals, yeah. Chiefs. That Chiefs. Here's what I would say: If Aaron Rodgers is playing that Chiefs game, I think they beat the Chiefs. It's like it's like thirty-eight to thirteen. Yeah, I think they because beat the they got to the red zone like six times yeah. and scored one touchdown yeah. and missed like six but, field goals. Yeah. And I was like, Aaron Rodgers scoring at least two touchdowns yeah. out of six. Yeah, it's so, a, it's a weird. I don't know. I just I just don't have a read on them to make me feel like they should be. I think they're NFC Championship favorites, sure, but I don't think I just don't I still don't think they can beat Tampa. Quite frankly, I, don't I, think they I, beat I you know what I mean. I you know, I think they can beat the Rams. Yeah, so. I think that's they fine. can beat the Rams, but I don't think it's a decisive like. No. oh, it's a you know. I, I think would, that's a coin flip. And that's depending where, on the I, day. I mean, I I think for all five of the best teams in the NFC right now. Yeah, I, would I think when they compete against each other, I don't think it's whoever better that day. Yeah, I I would one hundred percent agree with you. I, let me ask you this real quick before we shift to wrestling here. Is there a team in the AFC right now that's giving you warm and fuzzy feelings? Because I don't. Baltimore um, gets gets dog walked by I Miami. Just, I was gonna say at this at this second, I would guess I would Buffalo's say five and, Buffalo's five and three. Yeah, I would say I would say Tennessee with no Derrick Henry for six weeks. See that, that see that's the hard part. Ooh. But like they just cruise through like the four best teams in yeah. football. That's I know like it's weird. Weeks. So like like they went through the Rams, Bills, Chiefs. I know. And like the Browns the last four weeks, and I, I went. Know. I mean, you run that gauntlet and win all those games. I'm like, I can't like. Yeah. I feel I pretty good, it's but weird. at the same time, it's you weird. Know, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they play the. Yeah, I just ah, that's a, a, a weird conference this year. Like no team has. I thought Baltimore was going to for a minute there. I was like, okay. I'm like, they're yeah. gonna play Miami. They're gonna have a big lead in the division. Blah blah blah. And then they lose to Miami, and I go, what the? Like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, that, th- those short weeks really get a lot of teams. They do, absolutely, they do. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's just I just I'm just the discrepancy this year has been so pronounced between the AFC and NFC this year. It's mm-hmm. been like weird. Yeah, I was watching. Usually, you have uh, like like the Chiefs are like, oh, 
everybody in the AFC, they're okay, but you got Baltimore and Kansas yeah. City. The crazy then, part is you have like the top five. Like if you go through like all the NFL, the best five teams are in the NFC. Yep. And then the next like ten. Yeah. Are in the, the AFC. AFC. I know. And then the rest are like the bottom is the, the bottom NFC. Is and the then NFC. And, and I guess actually the three bottom would be Detroit, Houston, and probably Jacksonville. Yeah, but then yeah. like it's interweeded with a lot of <laughs> NFC near yeah. the bottom. Right. Like there's like a clear discrepancy. Like yeah. I was thinking. So I'm, as a Seahawks fan, I was like, Seahawks are three and five. Yeah. And I was going, okay, so who do they have to compete against to get to the seven? Because they're not going to yeah. do no, anything they're not else. The division, so yeah. they have to get to the six or seven. The Saints are probably going to be the six, assuming because like the Rams or Cardinals are going to be the five because they're both like eight and one or seven yeah. and two or whatever. Right, right? Right, yeah. So uh, New Orleans is like five and three. I was like, so who are you competing against? Carolina, who's four and four. Uh, okay. They just oh that's another thing we gotta talk about too is Cam Newton signing yeah and how it doesn't make a difference but it's fine okay um, Atlanta who's like four and five I said okay nope 49ers nope okay give me a team in the NFC North maybe Chicago maybe Minnesota I, I'd say probably Minnesota if you have one I don't think it's Minnesota but but, but can we also talk about for a second here uh, everyone's like oh the Lions should have taken just now granted I'm not saying that the quarterback class this year is better than Justin Fields however. Justin Fields does not look good. Oh, dude, did you watch his last game? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw the end. Yeah, where he kind of we brought it back, but still, I mean, we looking at the stat line, it's um, it's not great. Anyway, and then, continue. And, and then the NFC East, no one. So I'm like, yeah, Seattle's Washington like, is the team for me that's bumming me hard because yeah. I was really looking. But like, I look at Seattle at yeah. three and five. I go, if you could go out, Russ is back. Some, Russ is back. You need um, Russ to go on an eight game tear like he has in the last two years. Exactly. You need and then to go if, on you, an if you tear. if you have that eight game tear, comparing yeah. it with these. Six teams I just mentioned. Yeah. I'm like Seattle could be at the seven, and if Seattle's at the seven, yeah, could you imagine C- uh, Seattle versus Green Bay in the first round? Wow. You don't you don't know where that goes yeah, at that no point. Idea. So, no idea. So I think I think I think uh, yeah, they Seattle like, stole my dark horse to get there. They we're, need a, we're they need there. a six and two run is what they need. They need to yeah. go. They need to just go on like a tear here. Yeah. Where, and like, look at and so games. so we're gonna we're gonna go really off track here. But here so listen to this. Yeah. So they go. I mean the Lions. I mean they only got to win nine more. To get. So they got. <laughs> So they got, <laughs> so they got uh, the Seahawks got Packers today, which is gonna be tough. I don't know. Go but Seattle. Go Seattle. Hundred um, percent. They go got Seattle. they got Cardinals, Washington, 49ers, Texans, Bears, Lions, Cardinals, and the Rams are in there somewhere. Yeah, the Rams are in there. But I was like, you can win yeah. easily. I think Washington, Texans, Bears, Lions. Oh, uh, I take offense to that, sir. To which one? I don't know. <laughs> so if you win those four, yeah. I'm like you really need to win like one or two of these other good games. I think you can beat the Niners. The Niners do not. I think good. you can beat the, the Niners. Niners are, if the you can, Niners are a freaking train wreck. If you right can now, split the Cardinals, yeah. I think you're looking at ten wins. And ten wins, I think could get you the seven seed. Off Arizona a little bit. Kyler's out still. Hopkins is out. Watts out. Do they the, say Watt, that? Watts out for the year. They just. Yeah, decimated the 49ers because either but the, the 49ers are awful. They're not good. They're not good. We've seen it. They're banged up with injuries too. You know, they're hurting. But they're, that is, them and Washington are the two teams that I have been severely disappointed with that mm-hmm. I expected. Like I, I predicted Washington was going to win the division. I did too. And also, just I mean, discount the Cowboys. The Cowboys are really good though. Yeah. Once again, I don't have any faith in that process at all. Mike McCarthy and his. Kicking field goals. Oh, dude, Mike McCarthy is a terrible game manager. Like he he doesn't know terrible. when to use timeouts. Like he needs to read a he needs to read one of those uh those books. He like, went to the he went to the something for dummies. He, like yeah, how he, to, how he went to, to the Jim he, Caldwell School of Time Management. Bless <laughs> it. Let's talk Cam real fast, and then we let's get to the wrestling because we've been here for fifty minutes already. Um, 
does Cam do anything for this Carolina team? I got into an argument with a Carolina fan on Facebook because he was like, it was like, oh, we got to bring him home. And I go, so you want so Darnold's not playing well and he's hurt right now. Fine, but what does Cam bring you right now? Through eight touchdowns and ten picks last year, mm-hmm. sixteen games. New England lets him go to start Mac Jones. He hasn't been able to throw the deep ball in a while because of the shoulder problems that he's had historically. Mm-hmm. Does it? What is it? What does it do for you? Because you're not um, getting Cam Newton to 2015, right? Yeah. It's Cam Newton now. Is is he that much of an upgrade over Darnold long term? Because he's going to be the starter. Yeah. Uh, you know what uh, I mean? Like I think I mean, mean PJ Walker's going to start this week because yeah. he can't get him up to speed in time. But next week he's probably going to start. Yeah. And it's like I think I is, think is I think a, him and CMC and yeah. DJ Moore like I think all those guys are going to have some fun together. Yeah. Um, how good are they going to be? I'm still on my bandwagon that Seattle's going to pull it out, so I don't think they're going to be very no, good. I, yeah. Um, I think I think it also hurts that, you know, I, I don't know if they played Tampa yet, but you at least mm-hmm. have to play Tampa one more time probably, if yeah. not twice, if they haven't played them yet. Yeah. So that's like two losses. If you have to play the Saints again, that could be a loss too. So like you Saints have a, are a weird team. Yeah, you have, a, you have a tough schedule going through. I guess we're just, well, well, real but, quick while you're looking that up though, can we give a little bit of props to Sean Payton for a second there? Talk about a good football coach. Who's playing quarterback for them right now? Trevor Simeon. Exactly. Trevor Simeon. Even Jameis Winston. The fact that they were winning football games at all with Jameis Winston is impressive. Yeah, so, like, the Panthers go through. They play – so, they got, like, the Cardinals this week, right? They got Washington, Dolphins, Falcons – they have winnable football games for sure. So, yeah, I mean, then they get their last four: Bills, Bucks, Saints, Bucks. So, oh, so they're running the ringer. <laughs> That's one and three at best. Yeah. So I, wow. I don't think I don't think um, Cam gives you enough speed to beat yeah, any of those yeah, teams. I guess you know, for me, so. I, as much as you know, I'd like to see him come back and be like, oh, look at that. But like, he just hasn't. He wasn't good for New England last year. You yeah. know what I mean? Now he didn't have the weapons that he's going to have, but. You know, McCaffrey in and out of the lineup consistently is is tough. I don't know. I just didn't, I just didn't see it. You know, I, it's just for me. I don't, I don't, I don't get all the uproar. But whatever. Um. All right, let's shift gear. Let's shift gears here. Last topics of the day. Uh, let's jump inside the old squared circle. Um. Let's quickly preview Survivor Series first. Thank God. Okay. Thank God. Yeah, because let's let's end on a high note here because okay, cool. nobody cares about Survivor Series. Um. I, it's clearly the worst of the core four. It's not even really close. Um, it's like not even in fourth. It's like tenth, but it's fine. Um, what would you rather have, Survivor Series or just a regular pay per view? Like, so what was last? What was last one? Extreme Rules or some shit? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Name <laughs> another pay per view or Survivor Series. Because um, knowing a Survivor Series, you have no title matches. Nothing really matters. You just have everyone champions versus champions on each show. I think like sometimes yeah. Survivor Series. Yeah. I would say okay, like, like the current in, format. In in, right in in general, I would say another pay per view. Yeah. But like I I like the one so a couple years ago when they did like the NXT SmackDown that was fun. Raw. That was, that was fun. a really fun yeah, show. That was good. I agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even the first like in twenty what was it twenty sixteen yeah. or seventeen one or whatever mm-hmm. uh, when they first did the brand split the, yeah. like yeah, recent the new time one. yeah um that one was a really fun one too because yeah. it was like you actually felt like. The brands meant something, yeah. like because it was like Shane versus yeah, Stephanie yeah, and stuff. Sure. Where you're like, oh man, like yeah. whoever wins gets the bragging right or whatever. 
Um, but now it's just like they announce the cards on Twitter, yeah. and they're like, oh, these By the way. random five people are going to be yeah. on teaming together. And they just make it seem like it doesn't and matter they changed at all. The people already like four times. Like, yeah, they already now. had like yeah, uh, stuff thing. going out. Anyway, so let's go so, through it. Let's go through it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if there's any more matches announced. So um, let's see. Because there's only four here. All right, there is only four. Okay, cool. So. I don't know yeah. what I expect. Well, I, don't I mean, know why I expected let's do it this more. way, right? So the tag titles, has that even been announced yet? No. Okay, so okay, we're going to assume tag right. champs go at it. Usos beat RK Bro. Let's go that route. Sure. Okay, I'm just going to cool. say that. Um, so we got Becky versus Charlotte, which I think could be fun. I think it's a, I, some of these matches are pickums, which is nice yeah. in some regard, right? But there's no stakes, yeah. and that's the problem. Um, that, you Becky know. and Charlotte apparently hate each other, so that's kind of fun. So um, I hope they just kill each other. Um, I won't be shocked to see Becky win here. I would just, be sure. just to be like, just win. to be like, Charlotte. How about you be a team player and put Becky over? Yeah. And Charlotte's gonna be like, I hate everybody here. <laughs> I want to go to AEW, but they won't let me. They give me too much money here. Yeah. <laughs> they give me literally half of the company here. That's the thing. Like, okay, you go to AEW. That's great. You know, whatever. But it's not like they're doing wonders for Andrade right now either. Yeah. But either way, can continue. Uh, you got. Uh, we'll we'll see the big title match for later, I guess. So we'll go with the tags. So you got team. We'll go women's tags. Yeah. What? There's a women's tag match on this card? No, 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 no. It's just the five-on-five five oh, women's tag. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, I'm going what? like the big fives. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm like, what? So you got Team Raw. So I couldn't even tell you half these people were on Raw and SmackDown, actually. So you got Bianca Belair, yeah. Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. Cool. Taking on Team SmackDown of Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Natalia. Shotzi, yeah. Natalia, and to be announced. Because SmackDown kicked yeah. out a member this yeah, week so whatever. um they're announcing someone um i think sasha's gonna be a lone survivor so i'm gonna take team smackdown sure good enough for me i got nothing on these dude. these suck i hate right. these matches so okay, much cool. there's nothing it doesn't matter because they go 12 minutes and you got nine people to get rid of most of the time or yeah. you know what i mean or five people at minimum so they're all in there for two minutes and then they get beat immediately with mm-hmm. it like even in that triple threat tag with NXT, where like Walter gets beat in two minutes, where you go, what the, what, yeah. what is this? Um, so we got team. So the men's one, we got Team Raw: Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, and Bobby Lashley with MVP versus Team SmackDown of Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and to be announced yeah. with Madcap Moss. Cool. Um, and I'll take. Let me let me try to figure this out real quick. Uh, I'm gonna take team. I'm gonna say SmackDown. Okay. Yeah, I'll take Drew McIntyre being like sole survivor on team yeah, SmackDown. Sure. I think Bobby Lashley blows it up or something like that, and they get squat. I don't know. Something yeah. stupid. Yeah. They're, if they're if they're gonna yeah. depending on what they do with Roman and stuff, they'll probably have Drew McIntyre be the sole survivor. Be like, oh, yeah. Look That's how dominant he he actually might go through like um if you have like Seth. Yeah. Finn and Rey Mysterio as like the last three. It's like three on one, and then Drew just goes through the last three and wins it or whatever, yeah. which doesn't do anything for me. But from a story perspective, you're oh, like, yeah, oh you went it. through oh, three I totally people. Get it. I, I, now that you mention that though, I mean, you know, you Rollins, could have Rollins needs a good run though too because he's number one contender for the WWE title right now. Yeah. So maybe he gets out. Maybe he gets maybe. out in like a faulty like a yeah. out stupid way or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going. Drew McIntyre does something cool because I think I'll take Raw get, then. I'll take Raw. I say Seth's. Survivor. Okay, cool. That's Just fine. so I can be different. Sure. Why not? I think Raw needs more help. That's why I'm giving the okay, win. And then we got uh, Big E, WWE Champion versus Roman Reigns, Universal Champion, so Champion versus Champion. Before we go through this, I'm guessing it's also going to be uh, what is the US Champ? What's his name again? Uh, Damian Priest versus Shinsuke. I'm guessing I'm it's probably going to be yeah, it's on the show, here, too. Um, I think Shinsuke gets the win. Yes, yeah, sure. I like okay. him more. 
Um, all right, what was it now? La- uh, Big, Big E versus Roman. Roman. All yeah. right, so Roman wins clearly. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's that difficult. I think there's gonna be a lot of shenanigans in this. You know, I think I think you know Xavier comes out. I think the Usos come out and everything like that. I think it's gonna be a really solid match, though. Honestly, I, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with Big E in ring. I just don't believe he's WWE champion. That's just really the thing for me. Um, Roman wins, and we go off the air like we always do. <laughs> Roman, standing there being like, Roman, Roman standing there and being like, I'm the best. And, and I you know, go, sure. All right, right. Cool. I'm totally cool with it. You know, I just hope that they use this as a springboard for things getting ready for the rumble. You know yeah. what I mean? As we kind of, kind of wind down the summer and we're like, okay, we're firmly in, you know, rumble season to get ready for mania. Like I really want to see them start to get behind somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's McIntyre, if it, whoever it is, somebody, to get right, give me some favorites going into the Rumble, right? Where I go, okay, like, all right, maybe this is the guy, this is the person, whoever it is. Let's let's really start getting on that band. They've done a really good job that last few years. Bianca Belair, we felt like Drew McIntyre. That last year was a little bit weird with the COVID and stuff, but yeah, in with years the past, and whoever, yeah, with Ed, but like they did it really well with Seth. Mm-hmm. You know, Shinsuke when he won it was really cool. Like they've done a really nice job with Rumble winners in the past few years. I just want to see them continue that trend and develop somebody to get ready for whether it's Roman or Biggie. I don't care, but just get give me give me a new guy in the yeah. in the main event scene. You know, if it's Finn, cool, whatever. Yep, you know, I'll I watch agree. fifty-eight sling blades in a match if that's what we have to do. He's only got four freaking moves. Okay, cool. Anyway, all right, let's talk full gear. That's what Mike's really here for. Um, first off, give me a rating for this show before we before we go out of there. Out, out of ten, we're going out of ten. Out this of time. ten. Out of ten. Yeah, we're not going out of. Letter grading like we always oh, do. Oh yeah, <laughs> we usually do that, don't we? Sorry, I'm I'm old. Yeah, fine. Give me a letter grade. Um, Mike Merkel's extremely hard grading system on pay per view events, greatest shows ever. I'll give it a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd go A minus. Wow, yeah. that high, huh? Yeah, I think um, I don't think I've ever given a show an A minus. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, so probably we'll go not. A minus yeah. here. All right, nice. I like it. I All think right. this is the best show since we started the podcast yeah. that we talked about. This is very good. This is a very, very, very so, good show. So whatever my my next highest rating, I'm gonna go a step higher. Yeah. So Compared I think I think I gave that. Revolution the yeah. one we went to a B plus. Mm-hmm. And I probably gave All Out a B plus, if I had to guess. Yeah, All Out was very good, too. So um, yeah. I'll give this an A minus because I think it was just slightly better. Yeah, I think just the match just felt about were better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, let's go through it. Yeah, so we have – so I don't have a star rating. So obviously it's the day after. Yeah. So I'll give you match guides rating based on votes. Okay. Of what the, it's out of 10. Okay. So <laughs> that helps you at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we had – we opened the show. With I'm trying to remember if there's like anything before the show. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, we're going to open the show with MJF beating Darby Allen in 21 minutes and 56 seconds. Got an 8.68 out of 212 votes. Um, I thought this match was a phenomenal opener. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not the opener I thought we were going to get. We nope. talked about last week how yeah. I thought the super click was going to open yep. and get really hot. Yep. Um, Did it a completely but different way. literally, this match came out, and the first, like, 10 minutes, everyone just flipped out because mm-hmm. it was, like, one of the best chain wrestlings mm-hmm. in a really long time. And I was like, wow, okay. You have this, to put on a show. This is, and this is no exaggeration, this is MJF and Darby Allen's best match in AEW. Yes. This is their best match. They've, they've not had a – I don't care. They wrestled Punk. They wrestled Jericho. They wrestled Cody. This is their best match. Yeah, match, and I think I maybe mean, at their biggest moment, but their best match. I wouldn't be shocked. It's kind of weird that Full Gear does this. If a year ago, a year from now, 
we're talking about MGF versus Darby for the world for the title. title. Yeah. MGF heel champ versus Darby as yeah. the babyface guy challenging. Yep. And this is like the main event of full gear 2022. I would not be shocked if that's like the road they go down. And it's weird to think that like last year this time it was Kenny Hangman mm-hmm. and we were saying the same thing where it's like a year from now Hank Kenny Parker well. champion mm-hmm. and it could be this moment. Yep. Um it very well could be MGF versus Darby next year at full yeah. gear for this title. Very much. Um solid but, opener. Yeah, this is this is really opener. good. This is really good. Um I had really no problems. I didn't at like all. the I didn't really like the last like last thirty seconds. I, I was good with the skateboard stick. I, I just didn't like the fact that he had to use the ring. You did so much good chain wrestling there. It could have just as easily just been you go in when they're doing that whole roll up spot where he just he catches him quick. Whatever, yeah. right? Because it, you, Darby, you've built him up enough where like he can accept a loss. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's mm-hmm. okay for people to lose. I hate that, that we have to protect everybody all the time. Like it's okay. If you lose a solid close contest, it's gonna be all right. You know what I mean? As we keep seeing, Eddie Kingston hasn't won a match in four years in AEW, but they keep booking him on pay per views, and yeah. people keep believing he's gonna get that. So it's like you could have done it. I understand why you did it, but you know it mm-hmm. is what it is. So then our next match, which I did not think was gonna be the next match, yeah, is, weird card placement. This is here. the ten of the show. Is I not think well, that match got eighteen be minutes. This this match did too, yeah. right? Uh, AEW World Tag Team Title Match: The Lucha Brothers, Penta and Ray Phoenix, yep. took on FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dex Harwood, and went 18 minutes 37 seconds. Um, I thought this match was really good. I think it was. I think it underdelivered a yeah, little it, bit. Uh, well, my problem was I, I thought this was this, the greatest yeah. match of all time, yeah, and so I, I was like, hard. Yeah. and I was like, okay, so it wasn't that. And I do think every time I watch Ray Phoenix, I just so fall in love again. I'm yeah. like, oh, he's so good. He's um, so good. I think. In terms of if you go from Kenny and Hangman versus FTR to Young Bucks and FTR to Young Bucks and Lucha Bros, mm-hmm. and then this one, mm-hmm. I think this is the worst of the four. I would agree with that. Um, but would I take this over a lot of other? I would take stuff? it over. I would take it over the Bucks versus Moxley and in Kingston, yeah. and I would take it over the Bucks and um, who did they take on it? Double or nothing. Um, someone else. They had sure. another match. Um, but yeah, I would take this over a lot of like WWE tag matches, and I'd take this over a lot of. Oh yeah, this um, was still very good. This is top of line yeah. tag team wrestling. Um, like this on most shows is like one of yeah, the best matches on the banger. card. But yeah. it was just, if this happened on a dynamite, we'd be like, damn, they yeah, really went but all it out. Just happened on a, one of the best. The shows finish, ever, I think, so. hurts it a little bit. The the mask thing, I get yeah. why they did it. So that was that was my problem. Was yeah. I guess I lo- I took it from a different angle because yeah. like FTR was trying to be like the smart people. Like, yeah. Oh, we're gonna. Put masks on so you can't tell who's in here. Who's who's in here or whatever, like you said. But I was like, I feel like I, from my perspective, I'm like the not optimist. I'm like, but they can just pin you. Yeah. Because you're not the real man. And that's exactly what happened. The fresh guy gets in and then he gets caught and he gets beat. And you're like, oh, but he's not the legal man. To me, it felt like one of those, like, AEW does a lot of, and we'll talk about in the main event a lot, where they reward you for, like, watching all the dynamites and Mm -hmm. all the rampages and everything. They do, like, a little, like, key note storytelling things or whatever. Yeah. And so they did the mass thing to beat them. Uh, yeah, to beat the, the Lucha for Bros. The for, the, for the Triple A titles. So they put the mass on again, and it's like, oh, remember from Dynamite, they put the mass on, so it's the same at whatever. And I was like, I feel like this match didn't, didn't need that. that. Nope. And it was just like one too many things. Of it like was a callbacks. medium to get you to the next one because it's, okay, they didn't pin the legal man. Yeah. And if they don't follow up on it, I'm going to be really annoyed yeah, because I would didn't be shocked, need it then. I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if this is your... Um, Winter is coming. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Tag yep. match. When is Battle for the Belts? Is that in January? Yeah. 
that might be the time too because they're the stra- triple. I don't know. Well, yeah, but they have a, they're booked already for a triple A tag titles against each other in triple A. So maybe that doesn't make sense. Either way, I don't know. I digress. But I, I could. You're going to see a rematch. I could this. see this rematch. Yeah. I think it's going to be on Winter Coming Battle of the Belts. Whatever. Yep. I think it's going to be on a Dynamite because mm-hmm. I think someone like a Pride and Powerful are going to be the next pay-per-view opponents for, oh, the, for wow. the Lucha Bros or someone. Hmm. Either Pride and Powerful or Jungle Boy, but I think Jungle Boy, they want to wait for Vegas probably because mm. they'll probably yeah. have a really big crowd in Vegas. Um, yeah, we'll talk about him in a minute. Yeah, but, Big moment um, this week too. But yeah, so... This is really good. Like I said, really I, I think they overbooked themselves a little bit in, in, in a, when, when you're like, oh, we're just good. Just, yeah, just have a great match. Just have a great match. We're yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so the next match, we had Brian Danielson uh, defeating Miro by referee decision in exactly 20 minutes. Again, didn't funny. like this finish either. Didn't think you, I didn't think you needed to choke yeah. him out at the end. Like, you hit the big DDT. Yeah. If, at worst, go into the corner, hit him with the knee, and pin him. Yeah. You're, you're playing with house money with Miro in this mm-hmm. match because he wasn't supposed to be in it. You're, uh, clearly, this was supposed to be Moxley and Brian. Yeah. And I think it would have been booked differently. Not, I think Brian still would have won yeah. at the end of the day, but I also don't think that the match would have went the same way. You play with house money with Miro. You just had him lose a great match for the TNT title. He's been this dominant force, right? Having him lose via TKO stoppage, I just, it just didn't, you didn't need that. Just mm. pin him. Just pin him. It's not, you yeah. know, like, why, you get, why do we got to, once again, it's like you're overprotecting somebody that you don't need to protect. He's already established. He's a guy. Yeah. We get it. He's a killer. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I didn't have as many problems with the finish. Yeah. I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, well, the match was really good. That was solid. Yeah, this, ma- this match and I'm going to say it for a few of these matches. Yeah. I'll say it for the Punk match too and stuff. Where yeah. if this was like on any other pay per view, yeah, this would probably be the second or third best match yeah, on the show. For sure. But like, I feel like this match is like the fourth best match on the show. It was which is like crazy that yeah, no, it was it was really was it was really good. You know, they gave him some time. You know, and once again, it's all about getting Brian ready to go. Yep. Uh, so we had the six man tag falls count anywhere match. Yeah. Um, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defeated the Super Click. Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. I am uh, 20, outraged. 22 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, this match was wild. They actually, like, went with the Falls Count Anywhere and actually, like, decided to leave the ring and actually, like, go somewhere and, yeah. like, not just be in the ring, which I feel like some matches do, which is kind of annoying. But mm-hmm. they actually went to the ramp. They, I think it was Christian Cage and Nick Jackson were, like, battling in the crowd yep. for yep. a while and mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. So they had a lot of uh, that stuff going on. And it finished. I love the finish for this. Yeah, I really good. love the finish yep. where it was like they were about to set for the concerto and Jungle Boy was like, no, no, no. Yeah, let, let me, me do, do it. it. Yeah. And Christian Cage was like, here you, you go. Yep. You got it. And he hit him with it. And it was his him. moment. I was like, it was such a good moment. He was like, it, it reminded me like, because he was like, honestly, like when Punk came out for mm-hmm. the first time, he was just sitting there like yeah. looking at everyone. Like Jungle Boy was like looking around. He was like, yeah. That it was, was his moment and yeah. we've talked about it at nausea now because we know uh dress is going to have their moments yeah but it was up, it but... was it was a moment where it's like they win it's it, it's a no dq match so it doesn't hurt the bucks doesn't hurt cole and like that you know it just everything just kind of flowed really nicely here mm-hmm. i thought at times it kind of dragged a little bit like how long yeah. did this match go 22 20, minutes 22 minutes i thought it was longer than that i don't know but either way that was really solid all the yeah. way throughout all these guys are super over luchasaurus looked a little bit of fish out of water for me he's clearly the worst wrestler out of the six and it's yeah not close yeah, yes. um yeah waiting for their moment i won't be shocked now to see when they debut the trios titles to see these two teams meet up again but this time the super click gets the win that way you have that intrigue of well you can't beat us blah blah, blah. yeah you know what i mean um 
Also, one thing I'm going to add, yeah. because it happened in the tag match, and it happened in like three other matches, yeah. was like the Eddie Guerrero stuff they were yeah. doing all night. Loved it. Because yeah. I didn't even know that was like, what was it, like 15 years ago from yesterday in the same arena they ran those shows mm-hmm. for Eddie Guerrero and stuff. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was like... He's been in- gone. It's insane. But it was yeah. like insane that like everything just like lined, lined up, up mm-hmm. to be a pay-per-view He's- on that day. Maybe that's why yeah. they moved it because I think it was supposed to be on November 6th. Mm-hmm. I think they moved it down a week. I don't think yeah. that's probably the reason why they moved it down a week. He's been but- gone. He's been gone a long time and it really sucks when you think about it because long-term you could have just, I mean... Eddie yeah. for five more years would have it would have changed everything. Crazy. You would have seen but you, you would have seen him versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Yeah, like that's what you would have saw. But you crazy. but you had that a lot of that in the tag match. You had a lot of that in the uh, in the town on tag too. In the yeah in the ten man thing, yep. and then you and had then, Kenny I think talk about it too. So yeah, it, it was a lot of so it. So there was a lot of it through the shows. So I was like, I right, might as well just. Add I really want to mention too, real fast, and it's a critique that I made, and they cha- they actively like responded to it, and that is the set for the show was different yeah it was unique and it, mm-hmm. and it felt like okay this is a this is what full gear looks like and yeah. i was very very happy to see that because i was like thank you for doing something really small mm-hmm. but something that makes that card feel different than dynamite yeah. it feels different than other shows and i hope they continue that and trend that's what because like revolution one we went to yeah because obviously the covid one for the last like the last mm-hmm. four shows there were like yeah the same one, yeah the same but the revolution one was like way more techy. Like it was like right. a revolution. Exactly. Of and I want to see that. I want so if you're gonna I, I assume, four, I want to see them look different. Yeah, so yeah. and then the double or nothing always has like the coins and everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I like the I like this new yeah. like, different set that they use yeah. too. Uh all right, so back to this. So we had the this is only the halfway point of I the know. show, which was insane to think about yeah. it. It was like halfway through. Imagine me having um, watched that at seven in the morning this morning trying to power through it. Yeah. Uh Cody Rhodes and Pac. Defeated Andrade and Malachi Black in 16 minutes, 50 seconds. Um, this match was, again, this good, but, like... Didn't need it. Didn't need it on this card. This was, like, a WWE add-in last-minute kind of card. We got four guys that are really... We want to continue to get on TV, and they're worthy of a pay-per-view yeah. match. So let's get them on there. Didn't make sense. No. Doesn't make sense why Malachi and Andrade are together. Doesn't make sense why Pac and Cody are working together. You know, it, honestly, you could have made it a fatal four way, and it would have just been just you know what I mean. Yeah, it was just, it, this match for me is the definition of it was there. Yeah. Solid ring work, not a problem. They're all fine, but didn't yeah. need it. And they started teasing the pot Cody thing, so yep. I think that's probably where they're gonna go next. Yeah, and that's cool. Fine. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. You know, um, and then they had. FTR run out at the end and attack mm-hmm. people and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they have a whole bunch of yeah. Like, you got a lot of branches with it. It just didn't like you could have easily just saved it for dynamite. And yeah, you would have been, been fine. fine. Yeah. Um, next match, we had our women's world title match. We had Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeating Tay Conti in 15 minutes, 16 seconds. Tay Conti looked really good mm-hmm. for most parts in this match. Mm-hmm. There were some, like, ooh, that was weird, or yeah. that didn't look right. But, like, for the most part, so it's they, experience. Yeah, yep. they, it was a pretty good match overall. Um, I feel like the hype package for this match was she was, like, a black belt, mm-hmm. like, jujitsu, something, 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 whatever, martial arts, whatever. Yeah. But, like... Didn't she was do just any like, of that. yeah, she didn't do any of it. Yeah. I was like, I was expecting a lot of like Daniel Bryan like submission holds yeah. and like chokes and stuff, and they were just like fighting. And I was like, that's not really what you built 
this up on was mm-hmm. like you built it up as she's a different opponent because she like I imagine like oh she's like Zack Saber Junior mm-hmm. where she just wrestles right, and she like right, right, tries right. to tap yeah. you out physically she's, she's not better than you but because of her technique and everything the else technique yeah, and yeah. everything she can like put you in these weird submissions that you might not know how to get yeah, out we of didn't see and that. we just saw her straight up fighter yeah. and I was like well Britt Baker's gonna beat you in a straight up fight yeah so. I, I think they did a nice job of making her feel like she was supposed to be in that match even yes. though clearly you knew that there was no chance of her ever taking the title off of Britt here. Um, so I, I appreciated that. Once again, I thought this match was good, not great. It was just once again, it was there. They didn't have enough. They didn't have enough build for this. Really, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like you're, I think a lot of the focus has been on the TBS championship. So Brits has kind of been just rolling and doing her thing, which is cool. No problem with that at all, right? But at some point, once they get the TBS title established, it's like okay, we need to start really yeah. putting some emphasis because you're, you're, you're not, you're, you're not going to have a hotter female wrestler right now mm-hmm. than than Britt baker yeah is. I, yeah I, I do i do agree with you on the point where i think all their good females oh everybody the, all the whole to- all their roster all you know, the rosters yeah. all, they're all their, are yeah. all in there so it's like yep. you can't have them versus any of those nope, people not yet because so, they, yeah they're still the thing i know I, I get so the it was like yeah it was like like i'm, I'm expecting who's it jay cargill is like the undefeated chick mm-hmm. who she'll probably verse next i'm assuming unless yeah. she wins the title i think um, i think jay cargill wins the tbs championship and holds it for a while to allow her to develop Okay, and, and, then, and then she but then drops you have it, you yeah. have people like Serena Deeb and stuff who used to oh, yeah. matches. You got yourself. you've got a lot all... of you've got a lot of people. You've got young people, even like Anna Jay, who are very very you know Chris Statlander still in this. You got a lot of miles to go, right? Mm-hmm. It's just we got to get this tournament done first yeah. before we kind of see a renewed focus on the world title. Um, next, we had uh, CM Punk beating Eddie Kingston in 11 minutes, which I thought was like perfect timing for it. Short, sweet, short, sweet. They, to beat, the point. they beat each other up, yep. and then Punk, Punk wins the with the go to sleep. Yep. I feel like this match was the one match on the show where they're like, okay, so we're going to time everything else out, and we'll give you whatever's scraps. left. Yeah. That and like the, the Cody tag match. Because it's like, for too. me, it's like, okay, well, how much time do you really need to do? There's yeah. no there's no stakes on the line here. No. It's just it was just one of those, like, feud. Eddie Keys wants to beat the crap out of you, so he can beat right. the crap out of you for seven exactly. minutes. Exactly. Punk wins, and yep. you're fine. So yep. that's kind of how I felt this was. So 11 now, minutes, I was like, you're just giving Punk, me a Punk time. getting some mixed reactions I thought was interesting. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, I completely disagree with Tony Khan in his assessment that it was like rock at WrestleMania 18 could not disagree more in the slightest. I go, listen, I'm all about sensationalizing things, but you're rock Hogan, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk. And they're not even in the same stratosphere yeah. like, of the same world. You could say like, if you had like punk and Kenny, or Punk and oh Brian, you're like, okay, yeah. like you're Jesus, but like that's a better yeah, comparison. I mean, for, I mean, I mean yeah, Kingston's. holy shit, that's like it's not even. Yeah, sorry, I had to mention that because I thought it was hilarious. I'm going to go, okay, I understand where you're getting because Brock got booed at WrestleMania 18 because people cheered Hogan, but Eddie Kingston's not a bad guy either. Number one, they're both good guys. They just they have a feud, and two, it, yeah, it just. Meh. If anything, it was the other. It'd be the other way. It'd be like if Hangman was making Punk, and everyone started booing Hangman because they wanted Punk to win mm-hmm. because he's the veteran, he's the legend. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I digress. Anyway, um, yeah, this match was fine. Um, I want to see more out of Punk in important stuff, though. I'm waiting for like them to go now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I feel like they're like teasing us. We're like we're kind of stepping up a little by little. Like Darby, obviously, get the highlight match right. Then you face some other dudes. Eddie Kingston's like that first step. Yeah. When are we going to see him in that 
versus Cody versus who, whatever yeah. the guy is. Yeah, I think I, mean? I think the thing with Punk is they're gonna yeah. ride the nostalgia train as long as, as they long can. as they can. Absolutely. And then the second they go, okay, not everyone's so in on CM Punk anymore, then they're gonna go, okay, now we're gonna put you in a big. I'm kind of waiting for him to turn. I think he might turn at some point. Too. I think he will. He's turn a eventually. very good bad guy. Yeah. So, but like, interesting. I think for the next like, yeah, at least up until the next All Out, probably, yeah. you're gonna be on that hype train where every city you go to, yeah, everyone's just gonna be, everyone's gonna be like, him. oh my god, I want to see him live yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. like, you're yeah. gonna get that appeal everywhere you go. Yep. Um, and then once the appeal finally, they is like, need to keep, oh. keep having him win too, because yeah. that way it just builds it and builds it and builds it. Because if more people start turning and more people start booing him, mm-hmm. it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Long term. So. So then our co-main event, we had the 10-man Minneapolis street fight, which I laughed because yeah. I was cool with it. Yeah. And then they came out, and they're like, all right, get in your corners. And I went, wait, 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 wait. This is a tag. So they were yeah. tagging in and out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now you lost it, me. It, it lost. It kind of got you. Lost they me. went into the frenzy after a while. Yeah, you lost me. And then like seven minutes into the match, then they started going nuts on each other. I was yeah. like, this is why I thought it yeah, was Yeah, right. But I was like, why were we tagging in and out? Because they had no fight? way to do anything with Dan Lambert. Yeah, I know. Just because he's sitting out there. He's like, I'm fat as fuck. What am yeah. I going to do? You know? Yeah, so um, that was like the only like... Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Part, but that was fine. After that, was fine. Yeah, was, this was match whatever. was the one match I was looking forward to, probably the least, if I'm being honest. Like, mm-hmm. if you're looking at the whole card, because because you knew what it was gonna be, yeah. right? It was gonna be a car crash. Um, we knew Inner Circle was gonna win. I thought the MMA guys, I, I'll give them credit. They took some big bumps, which yeah. I thought was kind of nice. You know that they were actively in it. I thought Lambert taking the frog splash was cool. Um, I didn't think Jericho was gonna make it that far, which I thought was also kind of funny. Um, it was fine. You know, I like the fact they gave Sammy the Jeff Hardy spot to, you know, to kind of showcase him a little bit, right, which was kind of neat. And then you build it with the Jay Lethal stuff. I honestly think the Jay Lethal thing, for me personally, overshadowed the match a little bit because I'm more excited to watch him and Sammy Mm -hmm. on Wednesday than I was to see this match. You know what I mean? Which is not a bad thing. I mean, if you're going to introduce it, you might as well do it. But I was more pumped when you texted me that, oh, Jay Lethal's in. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic. That's a great gift for them. Yep. Um, I don't know how you felt about it personally, but I was I was more Yeah, on I that. mean, I'm not, like, the biggest Jay Lethal guy. Yeah. But he's great. So, yeah. like, he's... I just look forward to the in-ring stuff. I think yeah. it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so him Plus, and Plus, the Lethal Injection is one of the coolest finishers. You can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. That's just cool. Um, it's going to be weird because I think Sam is probably going to win. So I know. Like, I kind of want Jay to win, though. So, like, I think it's just going to be weird. Like, if this was, like, two months from now, I could be like, oh, yeah, you could drop yeah. the title because you've been champion for a minute. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's been champion for, like, I know, 30 days, I, I feel like. So, I'm like, I'm like it's that's, so weird. That's why I want him to win it, though, because it's, like, debuting. They never do this. They never, ever, ever just give, you know, when they give a guy a big match like this for a title, they just don't give it to him. Like, mm-hmm. shock somebody, you know? Like, if Ethan Page comes in, okay, he wins the freaking ladder match to get it. You know, wh- whatever the case may be, but give it to that guy. Let's yeah. let's do something that people aren't expecting. And you're not giving it to a guy who sucks either. That's the thing. It's not like you're giving it to a guy where you're like, what the hell the fuck is this dude, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's a veteran guy who you can easily then go have anybody else beat too. It's not yeah. like he's unstoppable force. So, I don't know. I just think it'd be kind of a shocker where you go, "Oh, crap. Jay Lethal first night in wins yeah. the title." But you're probably right, but yeah, no, I think Sam is gonna win. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. And then we enter into our main event. Oh boy, where one of us was really right on this, the other one was not so right. <laughs> I did have concerns going in. Well, I'll yeah. explain why, but yeah. I, I did have concerns going in. So we yeah. have uh, Hangman Adam Page beating Kenny Omega, 25 minutes 11 seconds. Spoiler to win alert. the world title, <laughs> even though I do it for every match. But it's fine, whatever. <laughs> um, but going in, so 
So earlier in the show, when Brian Danielson won, yeah, because I was expecting, because I was expecting Moxley to win, because he'd be really? the first heel guy. Oh, okay. Because like him and Hangman would be like yeah, yeah, heel his face kind of thing, right? Um, so when Brian Danielson won, I was like, oh boy, do they really? Are they really gonna try to pull Kenny Brian to right. at like Revolution or something? Yeah, and go like a sixty or no time limit, like yeah. whatever kind of match. And then I was like. And then if they could pull, like, Okada, maybe that's your double or nothing. I'm like, maybe you can run a couple great yeah, yeah. more matches with Kenny, and then Hangman wins it, like, all out or whatever. Yeah. I was like, are you really going to try to pull on this another, like, year yeah, or nine right. months? I was like, I don't know if that's a good call, but with Brian <laughs> winning, I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then the— You're live the, texting me this, too, by the way. Like, I, I was live texting. I, was I don't like, know if Hangman's going to win. And I'm like, don't you tell me freaking spoilers, Michael. Yeah. I swear to God. So then, so then he was— um, I think she was right before he started coming yeah. out, and then the the intro package mm-hmm. was like all ca- all hangman. oh yeah it was all hangman, yeah. and I went man they're really beating you over the head that like hangman's like the underdog like yeah, underdog yeah, underdog right. here, yeah. and then they have the cowboy where he's like riding the yeah. horse and it's going through all his like losing to Jericho, yep. costing the Bucks the title, blah blah yep. blah, going through, and I was like man they're just yeah beating, beating you it. over the head yep. with this thing that he's and gonna then, win. And then yeah. the part that like got me even more was when he come out and he have those little like badges under mm-hmm. how's like your win loss record and I was like you finally made it yeah so right yeah we're proud of like, you they were just leading you so hard yeah that it wouldn't be shocked if Kenny wins this and just everyone's just like what the what the heck just happened here <laughs> I know it's so, so good that's why I got worried it's I was so like, good I was like because everyone I was at I was at a theater watching this yeah and everyone and their mom was a hangman fan I I got <laughs> someone asked she goes um are you uh you should have like, said Roman Reigns just to see the face. You'd be like, I don't even like this show. I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm point to Andrew and be like, I'm only here because he wanted me to come. That would have been awesome. I'm a um, WWE guy. WWE oh, guy. my I God. I would have. I would totally have been like, I'm a John Cena guy. Okay. Like, something like that. Killed. So, so I was like, I was like oh, I'm a Kenny guy. And they were like, oh, oh, yeah. And there was like, the gas was disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, you should have been like, you should listen to the I'm Always Right Sports podcast because I've already predicted what's going to happen here. Yeah. So sit your ass down. I was like, I was going to win. Yeah. But I like Kenny more. Yeah. Yeah. His new matches were awesome. Anyway, so that happened. So I, got, <laughs> I got crucified going into this. But, so like, when Hangman came out, everyone was like, yeah, Hangman clapping for him. And then Kenny came out, and everyone was like, you suck. And someone said, Roman's a bigger bra than you. And I was like, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, he is, technically. Okay, if we're going anyway. monetary to monetary, it's yeah, true. So, but so that was so that was uh, my experience there. So then, uh, this match was great. Yeah, it was very good. From start to finish, very good. everything was phenomenal. Yep. Um, someone did kick out of the one wing angel. Yep, Kenny. Kenny did. did. About that, but Kenny kicked out of it. Yeah. Um, and I love that there was no interference. Really yeah, did, yeah, that's fine. That that he didn't make a whatever. difference in the match, yeah. and which was nice. I didn't want to see that. Yeah. I didn't want to see any of that. I just wanted if you're gonna beat him, beat him. If you're gonna win, he's gonna win. Whatever, but just do it clean. Like sometimes you don't need it. Sometimes you can just go with the story and go. You know what? Bad guy won this time. Some or what? Whatever, right? It doesn't always need to be. That's what we've been talking about with Roman for so long. It's like Roman's just better. Sometimes he's just better, yeah. and that's okay. And then I just love the finish when, like, the Bucks came out, and he's about to hit the Bucks shot twice. Yeah. And, like, and you see them pan down. And more importantly for Matt's the Knicks, because Nick was like, I'm just not going to interfere with you. Mm-hmm. But Matt, he's like, just, Matt and Kenny yeah. have had that, like, big thing yeah. this entire time. And Matt gave, like, the nod of, like, 
approval where he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like just go, just yeah, just go do it. it, yeah. And that was to me because the Bucks are always at Kenny's corner for all his yeah. matches. So coming down near the end of this match, yeah, and then giving you okay, you can you can beat my boy Kenny. Yeah, it's like it's like it I was like one of those things where it's like we're not gonna stop you if yeah. you beat him, you beat him, like, you know. And yeah. and I think it, you know, it, it was a perfect. I I thought the ending was great. I thought um. You know, I love the fact that they added that little bit with the Bucks in there at the end. It's yeah. the subtle things where you now for me, I go, I want to watch what more than before with everything else I've already promoted for Dynamite. But yeah. now you're like, what does that mean? Yeah. Right. What what are they? Are they in the corner? Because they try on commentary like the Bucks are in the corner of Adam Page. I go, I don't they're not necessarily in the corner of Adam no. Page. It's just they are. They're saying, you know what? Go get it. Yeah. Like you've earned it. Like we're, we're not, not gonna, gonna stop, stop you. We're, we're, we can't stop what's about to happen. Yeah, so just end it. I was gonna say if, if Kenny's gonna yeah. counter this. Yeah. If he beats you, he beats you. But we're, we're not. not yeah. Him. Exactly. It's like I'm giving you my not of approval to say go take it. Yeah, and fine. and it's a whole different level. Like they didn't they didn't turn on Kenny. Now do we both think that's coming? Absolutely. And I think Kenny. I don't even think it's it's gonna be like a hard turn. Where yeah. Like, it's not gonna be like in Ring of Honor where yeah. like they super kick. Yeah, right, whatever. right. Yeah. But I think it's just going to be a thing where, like, Penny's like, why didn't you help me? And they're like, right. Like, listen, man, at some point you got to do it on your own. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's going to be more of that. I think like, Kenny needs to go away. And we talked about this off air. You know, we've talked about the fact he's banged up to high heaven yeah. right now. Um, so the fact that he's still able to do what he does in there is pretty freaking fantastic, actually. But I think he needs to go away. I think he needs to heal up. He's been champion for a year. I think he had a great run with it. You know, he completely reinvented his whole character. Everything was good about it. I want him to take a break, come back three, four months, refreshed, ready to go, and then goes on the spree of a lifetime. But um, Hangman is champion. Um, like I said, right call, right, wrong call. I don't know. I think if they delayed it any longer, I think it would have kind of hurt hurt it yeah, more I than think, they I did. Think this is like, if you're going to give it to anything, you have to get it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm very, very interested to see. I mean, Hangman's already got four people lined up for him. Yeah. I, oh, I'm very, yeah, I'm very interested to see what they do from uh from the Brian Danielson perspective. From you know, yeah, from yeah, I want to see what the talk, what the Young Bucks thing was about, right? There's just so many branches off of this one match where you go, ooh, there's just a bevy of ways we can go through this, which is really, really good. Um, and this is honestly the first guy. That's an AEW guy that you can say, okay, they've officially anointed him as a main event star. Like, yeah. you know, he was not big in Ring of Honor. You know, he wasn't a W. Like, Kenny was world champion in New yeah. Japan. Yeah. So, like, he's, you know, uh, Moxley, obviously, WWE guy. Jericho, WWE guy. This is the first time we have seen in the company's history where you go, okay, we're going with our guy. You know, like... The core four, you know, is I, I guess you would say is Darby, MJF, Hangman, and Jungle Boy. I guess. Yeah, we call it the yeah. The Thor that they right that, that they've tried to develop as like before you they've never been seen really anywhere else mm-hmm. on a major you know national level, you know. Um, I, I I think that's probably the four. So it's like this is their first one of those guys where you go oh. All right, he's yeah. he did it. He got to the mountaintop. Like he he's the guy that we are going to see how he does as yeah. the guy. And there's, a, and there's a good chance that the next two, three, even four guys are their own homegrown guys. 
I know. We have booked, we booked this out literally almost to the T when AEW started, where we were like, when that first show happened, when it was Jericho and Paige, we go, okay, Jericho probably wins this, but don't be shocked to see in two, two, three years, (coughs) Adam Page versus MJF for the world title. I mean, shit, we thought MJF was going to take it last year at all out. So, I mean, we're right on the money with that, and you're just you're finally starting to see the thing that they needed to do, which is the thing that WCW back in the day failed to do, which is develop their own guys and get their own guys over consistently, where you don't need to rely upon just signing every WWE reject. Yeah, you know what I mean. I so, say, uh, I mean, they, do they have signed a lot of them. WWE yes, guys. and we're going to see how that goes, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Right. Um, and all of that will culminate into hopefully the next like two years of just. Yeah, I, I think they've got so, so many different avenues they can go with. They have a bevy of roster spots. I mean, their tag division is ridiculous. This is and this is the point where I think I would love to see the WWE changes. The how big their roster is for one show. Mm-hmm. I guess like one point five mm-hmm. for Rampage is like an hour. Yeah. So you can add a little right, bit right. there. Yep. But like basically for one two hour show plus Rampage. Yeah. And you have all these guys. Like this is what yeah. I feel like WWE should be doing. Be doing. Yeah. Even though it's harder because like the back out of the box and yeah. it's just that's mm-hmm. raw. Right. But like they should really combine the rosters and have them both yeah. both shows. Because this is the kind of stuff you'd be getting at oh, yeah. matches every week. Absolutely. You can still have Roman on all your shows and everything. Yeah. Like you saw you can yep. you can have Kenny on all your shows or whatever, but it was like you get every single week you never know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And you can branch so many stories. Yeah. So many different people mixing in. So. Yeah, I think they need to they need to consolidate some stuff. We need one set of tag champs. We need one set yeah. of world champions. We need one women's champion. We need some of that stuff, right? Um, that's what I mean. Like, if you look at like the women's roster for WWE, it's yeah. hard when you split into two. But if you just have one roster, with yeah, like stacked. Sasha, Charlotte, yeah. Becky, Bailey, Be- Bianca, Bianca, Natalia, Rhea. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of people. Eight people just fighting every single yeah. week trying to be that number one. Yeah, you only have four. Yeah. Only have four. Yeah. It'd be the same with the tag division. It's like, okay, so you imagine if like the Bucks are on one side and Luchasaurus and them are on the other side, but it's like you only have one or two teams on each side you can fight, really. Right, right. So it would yep. be as good as having like six teams rotating through. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, this was this was a great show though, seriously. Um very interested to see. It makes me excited. I always get renewed like rejuvenated on AEW after I see a pay per view because I'm like, okay, new storylines, like let's go. Like let's start also, let's start rolling the this yeah. show felt like a big four, a big pay-per-view. Yeah. And it was like, okay. And now yep. like the revolution yep. is in February mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Your next big show. So now it's like, all right, yep. now let's, where are we going to go? Where yeah. are we going to go? Where's the bill? It feels like every pay-per-view is an end mm-hmm. of stories. Yeah. It's a chapter. It's a chapter and, in the book. Yeah. And like WWE's, all their shows don't really feel like end of yeah. chapters. Or yeah. I think it's because it's constant. They're just. You know, it's just they have people in and out, in and out, in and out. WWE is a different machine. You know, it's harder because, you know, when they when they get Brock back for two months, it's like, well, we have to use him. Like yeah. he's, you know, he's a, he's an attraction, right? AEW has not hit that point yet where they're going to start bringing in attractions yet. Like they did it with Sting a little bit, right? But they like we haven't seen a Ric Flair or a Ho- like you know like somebody were like, oh, we got to bring him in for this, right? We got to have a specialty match for the most part for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's coming. It'll happen they, they eventually. Have a weird set of specialty guys. Yeah, because the audience they go to. That was one thing too. Is 
So we went to uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. And then we, I went to this AEW show. Yeah. At the same theater, like yep. same location, everything. And the different crowd. It was a hundred percent different crowd. Like I think Andrew, who I was yeah. my younger cousin, was probably the youngest person yeah. in our theater yesterday. Yeah. Like everyone was yeah. mid twenties, very mm-hmm. older, like yep. die hard like wrestling yeah. fans. They're bringing up like, oh my god, I remember when Rick Rude did something. And yeah. I'm like. You're like you're like I got a guy who you can talk to, yeah, but <laughs> I'd be like I'll school all of you right now. How dare the WWE you? WWE crowd was a lot more like kids. It was a fr- it was everybody. It was family. It was all ages. Yeah. And like they were just like now they weren't talking about like oh no. remember back in the eighties yeah. when they were doing it was a lot of like now yeah stuff too. for sure so yeah yeah it was like a totally different crowd of people yeah. that go to these shows yep um, so, that was good that was good real quick I want to hit on. Uh, me and Mike went to uh, Game Changer Wrestling over the weekend. They had a great show uh, in Detroit. Um, just real quick, thoughts on our first death match experience? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was crazy, I right? Told, I told Andrew said, "Are you going to another one?" I was like, "I think we're gonna go in January." He has to do his own. Okay. Say it's live on the air, so yeah. So we're, I'm gonna show him this video. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. I yeah. showed I showed that I was like, here, here's what you're gonna get yourself into. Yeah. And he was watching people just stab each other and he was like Are you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should bring Kyle too, but yeah. um no I think Oh my gosh, fantastic. I got that on video by the way, so which is the best part. Uh but uh no, I just wanted to mention that real quick. Um, you know, indies aren't dead. You know, and it's just one of those things. I, I had a great time. I thought it was a cool show. It was a totally different thing. Saw Zack Ryder there or Matt Cardona like that. You could definitely tell that Matt Cardona is a WWE guy just based on his size, his physique, his presentation, his gear. Everything was just different. But just wanted to mention that, you know, show love to your local independent promotions wherever you're living, whether it's in the state of Michigan. There's several great local indies, uh, XICW, MPWA, Pro Wrestling All-Stars, PWAS, um, uh, you know, there's just so many. There's just so many. Uh, Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling with our friend Mikey Zero, who we interviewed on the show uh, early on in the in the show's uh, history. Lots of great local Michigan independent promotions that you guys should be going to check out. Support your local wrestlers. Um, you know, because you'll never know who you see. I remember going when I was a kid. I saw Chris Saban and Zach Gowan. You know, wrestling in a inside of a store, inside of a mall. You, you just you never know who you're gonna see. You know this early on in their career. So it was a great time. Looking forward to going back. Uh, but that's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, guys, we're going to be talking. Oh, boy, I don't even know. We're going to be talking Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan action for sure. Probably talking some more NFL news as well, depending on what happens here. Maybe the Lions got their first win, question mark. Last time I said that, they got blown up by 50. So sorry about that. Um, you know, lots of great stuff coming your way, guys, as always. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendica, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.